two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to everybody. It is Tuesday, October 4th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, live on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know what there is, the Big X. We're here until 6 o'clock today, another 3 to 6 show. We want to hear from you in these three hours on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Trevor Kelsey with me, rocking a Calgary Flames t-shirt, uh, representing Theo Fleury and uh, Jerome McGinley and the rest of the Flame Nation today. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are my guys. Those are your guys. Those are my uh, boys. <laughs> Theo. What up, Theo? How are, you, how are you this afternoon, TK? <laughs> good, good. How was your Monday evening? Uh, I've had better. Like, all I can say is I hate you, Debo Samuels. All I can say is I, I you. love you, Devo Samuels. You know, you know what? I don't even hate Debo Samuels. I hate the Los Angeles Rams. Never has there been an embarrassment since Saturday in Chestnut Hill of a tackling <laughs> examples. I mean, 115 yards for Debo. Do you have any yards he had after catch? A lot. A hundred. A hundred of his 115 yards were yards after catch. I lost. By 1.9 points. I won by 1.8 points against I, Podcast Trevor. I, it was, I had Matt Gay, the Rams kicker, 3 of 3. Appreciate your efforts, Matt. Uh, and Debo Samuel. And he had, um, who's the, the 49ers? Uh, George Kittle. And who did, oh, I, I had a touchdown called back. Actually. That was so like when, when Samuel came up one yard short for the oh, touchdown, no. I was like, I came one yard short of, of winning. And then he, like the next play, seemingly gets the touchdown to put it away. They review it. He's out of bounds. And then it was Samuel's, it was the last catch. That put him over the. I got the. Oh, yeah, I got the hundred yard yeah. bonus, and that knocked me. Yeah. I won by. And this was for first place. I'm now in first place. This was my first loss, and this person I played was zero and three, and I was three and zero. That feels good. It feels. It was the one thing that saved my weekend because I was like, I'm zero and two in fantasy this weekend. Uh, my Lions, worst defense in the NFL history. U of L is a complete cluster. We talked about Scott Satterfield for three hours. I got nothing good going on in my sports life. Reds are out. And then last night, thankfully, a gift from the fantasy football gods. I never win that game. Well, no, you're it felt getting, good. You you won a Stanley Cup though. You're you're, you're I did have that. I, 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 yeah, let's let's just not ignore the fact that while you only have like three favorite teams, one of them did win a championship they in did. his respected league. Granted, it's the like the low. If I'm ranking, that's what true. I care about the most. They're on, on the bottom, but still, I've got that going for me, which is nice. And they're about to kick off. Uh, I shouldn't use kickoff. They're about to drop the puck again for a new season. Uh, maybe Already? Just, maybe I'm going to talk like big hockey starts early. I think everybody, you always forget it because it feels like it just ended. I still haven't opened the box that has my Stanley Cup championship shirt in it. <laughs> like, I know, right? There's two boxes sitting on my uh, next to my couch right now, and both have 
hockey shirts in them. I haven't opened either one. Oh, well, it was. I mean, a, at least I had something good happen last night. It felt good to get that win, and it was the difference between like Danny and I were. were, were he was second, I was third going into this week. Because I won, I'm now in first, and he's in seventh. That was the difference. Like one, one, Debo Samuel catch at the end there was the difference between first place and seventh place. I hate you, Debo. By the way, the guy that uh, has I hate been, Debo more than Craig. The guy that has been let back in the league after his 15 year like ban of shame because we did relegation now yeah. is 0 and 4 in last place. And like we're he's all like get regulated. We're, again. We're, we're, we're all like this is this is getting juicy. I feel there's a lot of pressure on him, and he's not handling it well. That's love you, Walsh. I mean, other than Debo, people who owned Debo or maybe run a couple other random players in last night's game, that was the only reason anyone watched last night's game. It was game. a boring game. We, and we both were wrong. We both picked the Rams to win straight up as two yeah. dogs on the road. You, they look terrible. You can't pick – there's no way to ever put your finger on what, what 49ers team is going to show up. I've got them in the – like, It's like picking the running backs in, in New England for fantasy football. It's like impossible to pick which week is going to show up which. I picked against them, and they are my my preseason Super Bowl pick out of the NFC. Adam losing to the Chiefs. Yeah. And now I feel better about it. They still might. Jimmy G. They'll, they'll go nine and eight, sneak in the playoffs, and somehow win, <laughs> and somehow get to the Super Bowl, and probably beat Philly. In the, and Philly, who'd be the number one seed at like thirteen and fourteen and three or something, and beat us in the NFC title game. Well, we, we have plenty to get to today. That's you know outside the realm of Monday Night Football and fantasy football. Oh, last night's Raw. Last night's Raw. Of didn't course, even, I didn't even watch the second of it. <laughs> of course, it'll still come up. We can talk about that. But we had Scott Satterfield talking to the media today. Changes are afoot. Within the Louisville <laughs> not, football program. Not necessarily the changes we all were kind of hoping for just yet. But. Well, depending on what you were kind of hoping for. Yeah. The, the changes, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about his comments today. Also, an update on Malik Cunningham. I got a little bit of inside info there, uh, which I can pass along. And uh, so some other kind of odds and ends notes on the football front. Also, a couple of uh, hoops notes today. We have the, the, the visitor list for Louisville Live continuing to expand. This 2024 class, Louisville's looking like they're in good shape. 2023. Well, we're still kind of up in the air there. We'll see what happens with AJ Johnson. But a couple of hoops, hoops nuggets to get to, and then of course we want to hear from you on the Thornton Sex line at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Here we were coming into ending this thing, and we were nothing to talk about today. Here we go. We got I, we got Debo. We the got thing stats, is that we got here's what, we're start talking off about like Satterfield's comments and stuff. We're going to get sucked back into the same conversation from yesterday. Like, this is what happens when when stuff gets really Which bad. One? I mean, just like. Candidates, like how bad does it have to get? Could he get fired in the middle of the year? Like you, you know, that's where we're going. Oh, to end that's up. that's every week, every day. This is going to be the next two months. Oh yeah, well longer than that until a job someone's hired. I mean, at two thirty-five, the first text that came in for our show starts off with this. Here's my problem with the Satterfield press conference. Today. I love how that comes at two thirty-five. <laughs> hey, you got to fire the thoughts off when you get them. Yeah, and we're getting more and more. I know KRC does this because they have a lot of podcast listeners because they're an early morning show. But we're having more people that are like texting into the show at like one a.m. that are reacting to our podcast that are like, <laughs> God, I love that. That are like Satterfield, yeah. more like Loserfield. I'm like, thank you for that. At yeah, let's, let's give them a little taste of our medicine getting those in the middle of our show. Even though they're they've trained their podcasters, I've noticed to start texting after six o'clock. They have. Like, as soon as 6 o'clock comes around, I'll go on the, the text line sometimes in the car, and I'll be like, how do we have, like, yeah. six missed texts? Come on, Mike, you're slipping. And I'll notice they're all after 6 o'clock, and they're all KRC. Well, because they will ask, because I, I heard Scoots talking about this one time during, when, when I was taking, listening to the show after dropping Virginia off from school, and they will, you know, they'll have specific questions set out for podcast listeners, like, they'll, or, like, contests and stuff, and Scoots has outright said, 
he's not going to go through all the texts from three to six to find out if anybody from for their show has texted it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he's, not, he's, 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 he's like, I, he's like, I don't go through Rutherford show text. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going to go through all those from three to six. I'm not doing it. So I think people, if they want to have their text read on KRC, they need to text before three or after six. Some dude out there like setting the alarm on his phone. <laughs> it goes off at like six oh one. Well, I was like, what, what? What's that for? Oh, it's not, I can text in KRC now. We're wrapping up the show talking about God knows what, like Satterfield and how sad we are. He's like, come on, you losers. Get on with it. Get on with it. Get yeah, on with yeah. it. I got to complain about Will Levis holding on to the ball. Finally wrap up, and he's like, here's the thing about Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> Levis, top five, really? <laughs> top five what? By the way, uh, I mentioned t- taking the kids to school today. No school today because guess how I spent my morning? At the doctor's office with a pair of kids with their infections. I was going to say no school. Was Westport at school? I got stopped by. We had the, fall break yesterday. Yeah. But today she's supposed to go back, and they have just been sick Both have like, your infections? They both have your The doctor like looks at John, and right away, but John, by the way, was a total trooper, which I appreciated. But he looks at his ear. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's never what you want to hear from a doctor. And then he looks at Virginia, and he's like, because we're like, Virginia's actually, she's acting fine. She just, she's had a cough, and like her running nose hasn't gone away for like a week. And he looks, and he's like, yep, she's got it, too. I was like, you don't need to be so enthusiastic about this. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted the secretary to ring up a double bill. <laughs> we got two here. He's like, he's like, we've had these all over the place. Like, thank you. Appreciate that. So that was a fun morning. It did remind me of, I think I've probably told the story on the air before. Like when I had this, one of the summers I was working at St. Joe's Orphanage, um, like out in the heat, we did, I worked at the orphanage. I, we did like odd jobs and we set up the picnic. That's how we spent like the three months. Now, were you, were you working there or did your parents just drop you off there for a few months? No, I was working there. <laughs> okay. This was, I was in college, so I, I could drive. I, I had the means was, to live on my own if hey, I needed they, to. They were still contemplating whether you were worth keeping or not. We got a 30 day return policy here. We're just going to drop him off. They're like, they're like, ma'am, he's 19. <laughs> We don't do that. What was the what was the one where Cartman's mom tried to get an abortion? Yeah, <laughs> like when he was he's eight Man. years old, when he becomes a ginger. Yeah, sleeps <laughs> like with Bill Clinton. So I'm working there. Like we're work outside a bunch. Like a lot of weeding, a lot of grass cutting, a lot of just. And like I developed this. I don't know if this is the medical term. I don't know if you know if I can say this on air. But I, I've, you've told this story, by the way. I have. Okay. Yeah. Good. About you talking about the rash crotch rot. Yeah. 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 Which I used to get like when I played football sometimes, but it got so bad. That, like I finally went to like one of those like prompt cares, like the little. Uh, Emergency My place. doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was in the same place at this time. I was like 19, 20. No insurance. Didn't yeah. have any uh, health insurance. And like, I stopped same in. Same like, place there. I dropped my, the guy's like, all right, you know, drop your drawers. And like, and he goes, holy. And like said the word. Like, hol- said, holy test. <laughs> and it was like a TV show. Like, opens the door, leaves me hanging out there like to, for everybody to see. And he's like, he's like, Andy, he's like, get in here. And like, calls the other doctor in to come look but at this. There's one thing terrifying. you never want a awful. doctor to say when looking at your crotches. Holy bleak. It was awful. I was like, am I going to die? Is this like, am I going to be able to have Am I going to lose it? What is going on here? But that's how I, that's all I could think of. Like, anytime I'm at a doctor's office and there's some sort of like, you know, reaction from the doctor, I'm like, is this, is this medically professional? Like, it's all I can think of is that story. Who's your doctor, by the way? Charles Robinson from something about Mary? Some guy at the prop care. <laughs> Off Brownsboro Road. Not even a real doctor. We, we, we gotta send this guy somewhere real. <laughs> Every time I drive by, I still get like the little shakes. I'm like, ugh, ugh. But so that was a fun morning. That was great. <laughs> and he never worked at St. Joe's Orphanage again. <laughs> Love spending time with kids. Did you did you go back there after that incident? I probably did. It was easy, it was quick. <laughs> I didn't have a full time like PCP at that point. Um I, 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 since I already brought it up, let's read the text. <laughs> Here's my problem with Satterfield's press conference today. Well, I we, we, I can't read this because it goes into like the detail. We haven't laid the foundation for what yeah, we're going to talk I've about. I've listened to a few of the comments. Yeah. So, apparently audio is breaking up and we're getting some static. 
I blame your crotch story. <laughs> do people that or I blame Debo. <laughs> Debo Samuel's fault. So, Debo. all right, Scott Satterfield talks today. Here, the main takeaway is that there's some Malik Cunningham stuff that we can get to, and I, I have a little Just bit of insight in the, into is that. It's important. It is very important. But here's the main takeaway from Satterfield's press conference, I, I think, is this. He's doing the thing that you called before the season, where it's like not officially like a sacrificial lamb, but he's he's blaming other people now. Oh, wow. He's throwing people under the bus. Yeah. And here's the way he's phrasing it uh, is is the, as this. For me, running this program, I think there's some things that need to be different. I've got to spend more time helping all the facets of the game, particularly defensively and on special teams. So this week, that's what I'm doing. I'm spending more time on that side of the ball starting as soon as we got back, and it'll be that way for the rest of this time. If I can help out the defense in any way, looking at it from an offensive perspective like I would do, to help those guys out, and if I can't help on two or three plays, maybe that's the two or three plays that'll be the difference in winning football games. So he's going to help out more with the defense, basically being like, Brian, get out of the way. And Lance Taylor is going to be involved more in the, the play calling, is how he said. And he was asked specifically, like, you know, is Lance going to be involved in you know, short yardage, like game planning, like actual, and he's like, all of it, all of it. Like Lance is going to be more involved. He, he basically was like, the offensive guys are doing a great job. They don't need me over there. They need me on defense. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the offense is just humming along. Exactly. I mean. That was my first takeaway. Like, let's not act like this. If you tried to make this claim last year, sure. The offense was putting up ridiculous numbers. The defense was putting up ridiculously bad numbers. This year, the offense has been, I, I think, better than the defense, at least. I mean, that you know, we've, we've scored 30 or more points in what? Three of our five games? Yeah, about right. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, we scored Florida State and BC. We scored thirty or more in losses, and we scored uh, forty-one or forty-eight against uh, USA. Yeah, one of the game. I guess the one game we didn't score were twelve to two. We, we, we twenty to fourteen against yeah. UCF, and then seven points against Syracuse yeah. was was bad. Yeah. But the offense still they haven't exactly been a well-oiled machine, but they've been a, a little bit better than the defense probably, which is not saying much. <laughs> not very hard to do either. One. How much can Satterfield really help on the defensive side of the ball? He's been an offensive guy his whole life. He can't hurt. Don't get me wrong. He think, can't hurt. I think of one good way to help, but I mean, you know. But two, is this really going to do anything? Like, like this, is, this is not firing Brian Brown. This is not demoting Brian Brown. This is just being like, hey, I'm going to go over there and help you out a little bit. It, <laughs> it's basically saying, like, Brian Brown sucks and he's the real problem here without actually coming out and saying it. Or doing a more extreme measure, like firing him or saying, like, Wes McGriff is now in charge of the defense. He's not the co-defensive defensive coordinator. He's the defensive coordinator, and Brian Brown is assistant to the defensive coordinator. Like, that's – this is essentially laying out those same problems without going to such an extreme measure. And I think it's just a bunch of lip service. I, I don't think this changes anything. And also, even if it did, the fan base isn't buying it. And this is what I said going into this year, is that I think that you're – you don't get to play the sacrificial assistant thing. You, you, it doesn't play in year four. You've kept the guy for three years. You've seen the stats through three years. You brought him back for year four. If you demote him, if you fire him, if you say, hey, I'm helping him out because he needs the help, nobody's looking at this as Satterfield's being the hero. Now he can really start doing his thing. We just had to get Brian Brown out of the way. Nobody's looking at it that way because everybody knows it was your call to bring him back for a fourth year. Everyone knows you could have gotten rid of him after – the COVID year in 2020, you definitely could have gotten rid of him after last year 
or you could have demoted him. You didn't do any of those things. You hitched your wagon to Brian Brown. You're two and three in year four. The defense has not gotten any better. It's on you. You're not the offensive coordinator. You're the head coach. These decisions are part of the gig. You made a choice. It sure looks like you chose wrong. And now halfway through year four, you don't get the benefit of the doubt for making moves like this. This is a year two move. It's at latest a year three move. Year four, it's not going to fly. And I don't think it has flown. It has, has flown with the fan base. No. I think you're either. seeing a lot of people who are like, cool, whatever. Like, it's, it's too late for all this. Unless this team does something miraculous, which is always the, it's still out there, they could do something miraculous. We said the same thing during the Bobby year. Like, they could stop giving up 50 and start shutting out people. But, of course, that didn't happen. It's not going to happen now. But unless something like that happens, it's too late. It's too late for all that. And I don't think it's it's having the the desired effect. If you made that move before this year, then maybe. Maybe people will be like, you know, we got Brian Brown out of there. Satterfield had to cut ties with a buddy. But he did the right thing. He did the thing for the betterment of the program. The defense is going to be better. And if the defense had been better, Satterfield would be getting the benefit of the doubt. People would be praising him for that. He didn't do it, and now it's too late. That's how yeah, I view it. He's, he's, the, he's the captain on, on the Titanic with a bucket throwing water over the edge while the half of the ship is already sticking straight up in the air. I mean, that's what he's doing. He's like, I got this, guys. I'm Kevin Bacon. No reason to panic. We're good. After five weeks, through two and a half, two years and five weeks, I will help out the defense. I got this. I thought they've been looking great in practice against my offense. Who knew? But yet, here we go. I'm going to help out. Now I'm going to give the offense to Lance so when the offense sputters, I can blame him for this <laughs> yeah. and not be my fault. I'm only kind of helping on both sides. I'm only, Yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a rhyme to his reason, okay? There's a method to the madness. And he's just Randy Savage. You know, I'm going to help out the defense, and I'm going to – uh, not by helping it out, which I should have done, as you mentioned, after two, after the, the COVID year, letting letting my buddy go because he clearly can't handle this job. It isn't after any point last year, and there was several times you could have done you could have done this last year at roughly around the same time we played BC last year. Maybe not that game because that they Louisville's defense actually played well in that game. wasn't hard because BC's offense. Was just so bad last year. It makes this year's offense look like tonight. they had been bad this year before yeah. Saturday. But at least last year, the the offense that their offense was somewhat bad because everyone was depleted. Like I don't even know. If it they, hurt. I don't even know if say Flowers was active last year when we played him. I think he was. Jakovic was not. I know. Jo- I they know had that he same was. Kid who yeah. can't throw was played against us two years in a row. Yeah, but and I knew that he had guilt. I remember him back. having a catch. But but nonetheless, so yeah. I mean, that's just this year the offense has been bad, but it's just because they hadn't played a defense that is as weak as ours, and that showed. That's what's going to show against Virginia, too. I have no confidence in this Virginia game. We're going to make Brendan Armstrong look like last year Brendan Armstrong. I can already know it. I kind of forgot that he was there. Uh, don't worry. I'm you'll you'll remember. <laughs> It'll be reminded when he, he sees us and he's like, thank you, Lord. I finally get it. I finally get to look good again. I also view I mean, Satterfield's defensive help as like, remember the, the quote from the, the Terhune kid from Florida State before we played them where he's like, you got to get him all the way to the ground. You got to pull Malik to the ground. When you tackle him, you got to get him to the ground, and that way he can't make plays against you. Like, what's Satterfield going to say to the defense? He's not. He's talking about helping out, like trying to view things from an offensive perspective. He's not talking about like changing the scheme up or like going. Like, what's he going to be like? You know, you got to wrap up. When you get guys in space, you know, chop your feet, break down to it. Like, what do you do to fix the defense at this point if you're Scott Satterfield and you haven't been working hands on with the defense at any point for the last? What two and a half months? Since fall I mean, he's just going to tell the defense that guys, okay, watch, watch the line when it, they rotate to the the strong side. 
That mean that's a zone run. We go out to that running back. Well, coach, what does he do with the pass the ball? I don't know how to deal with passing. What's passing? Punch him. Punch, punch him. him. Punch him some more. Punch him. Punch him. You, you know your problem is you're not punching him. I mean, again, if he had done this after even the UK game last year, yeah, that would have been maybe. I mean, obviously Air Force would have been help, no, no help, and then you would have let go Brown. But I mean, you you let him. You do this after last year. You actually play well maybe against Air Force and don't give up, you know, a record number of passing yards to a team that had five passing attempts all season. And then maybe you come into this year and you have some people defending keeping Brian Brown around. You won't you weren't gonna get it from me, but you maybe have a, a larger amount of people being willing to go in with more accepting of maybe letting him have another shot. But that what you didn't do that last year. You no. didn't let him go. You could this, this all this is is just him. Throwing just fluff out there, knowing he's a dead man walking. I it's mean, if, I, he, if, I, if that wasn't Sean Penn in an audition for the movie, I had no, I've saw, I haven't seen it before. Now and that's what he was doing. He looked like a guy who knew his days are numbered. Uh, the very last question of the press conference. And if you haven't seen the video, it's all over social media. It's on the the Card Chronicle news and notes post at the very end. Like we could play the audio, but the audio doesn't do it justice. You have you, you need to watch the video. So he gets asked by Rick Bose. The last question is sort of like. Is on Crawford's account? Do you mean bring it up or anything? No, because, okay. because again, you have to, it's more of a visual thing than it you is an audio thing. You have to see his shoulders shrug down. He talks and, for yeah. two seconds. So he gets asked by Rick Bozich, you know, you mentioned being more involved with the defense and the special teams. What specifically prompted you to make this change at this point in year four? And Satterfield kind of stares for a second, and he's just like, losing games. Yeah, we weren't doing that the last And he kind of shrugs. But the way that he looks, it's the first time, and there is a part of me that did feel bad, just because you know, even if I know it's for the betterment of the program, and at the end of the day, you know, it's hard to feel too bad for a guy who's making this much money. The same thing we talked about with Josh Hurd. You know, somebody's like, how do you feel bad for him? He's, I'm like, yeah, well, it's a relative thing. I feel bad for him in terms of like relative to other ADs. I don't feel bad for him in terms of being relative to you – know, poor people dying of hunger like it's these are all people who are going to be okay health-wise moving forward but I did feel bad looking at Scott Satterfield and seeing he he looked defeated the way that he kind of stared the way that he kind of just gave a solemn sad answer it was like it it, it remind I hate to keep drawing these comparisons it reminded me of the last few Craig Thorpe press conferences when he knew he was on his way out when he knew like I tried this isn't gonna work I, I know it's done I'm going to try to do the best I can moving forward, but I'm kind of broken at this point. You look like every UFL fan after last year's UK game is what he looked like. Well, or after Saturday. He, I mean, he just, he looked like I'm out of answers. Like, this is, I'm trying. This isn't going well. I can't tell you exactly why it's not going well, but I, I'm fully, he looked like he was fully aware of the situation is the best way to put it. Like, he's, there's no part of him that is like, I'm, we can save this thing. We can still turn this thing around. We're optimistic. We're hopeful. He looked like I'm a lame duck. Coach. Did he not see this coming? I don't think. I mean, I think. I think they. Is uh, this Chris Mack confused why he's on a hot seat thing again? Where no, I, no, 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 no. I, I think they thought they were going to have a much more successful season. I think he knew the stakes if he did not get it done this year. Okay. I don't think they had like just based oh, on whatever. Just based on what the players have talked about. Like, like I think it was um, who was it? Who talked to the media today? Dorian Jones. Somebody was basically like. We're shell shocked. Like, like we thought we had, we never thought we'd be two and three after five games. I know every team goes in that, but they, I think, really and truly believed they were going to have the type of season that they almost had last year that they thought they should have had in 2020, and it isn't happening. And now you've got the toughest part of your schedule still coming, and it looks like you are trending towards, I mean, four or five wins, 
And it's I, I think these people are a little bit stunned, and they're not really sure how to react. And it's it, it came through in that answer. Like, he looks like he's just kind of deer in the headlights. Like, it didn't work. I'm surprised. I'm sad. I, I feel like I'm probably going to be looking for a job in a couple months. I mean, did you get the feeling, though, maybe the team hasn't given up on him, though? I don't think so. It, it, it's not like the the Cragthorpe deal where you have guys just, like, going through the motions. Although I did hear from people who were at or the game. Or 2.0 year. Yeah. I, I heard from people who were at the game. It was Caleb Chandler who, who was making those comments. Thank you. Um, I, I heard from people who were at the game in B.C. Like, I don't know if it translated on TV, but the side, our sideline was dead. The coaches, the, the strength guys who were always dancing around, they were doing their thing, but it felt kind of fake. And the players just didn't have that type of juice that you saw them have for the Florida State game a couple of weeks ago. And I, it doesn't translate on the field. Like, you, even when we're playing poorly, it's not because we have guys that are just kind of, like, walking. I, I know there were a couple of bad highlights in the FSU game of Kendrick Duncan kind of jogging after a play. But for the most part, I feel like our guys are still playing hard. They're still playing to win. We'll see how the, these next seven games go. But it doesn't have that just total give-up feel that we saw in 2018 or that we saw in the last vestiges of the, of the Cragthorpe era. But it's like that's that's not good enough at this point. Yet, Playing hard not. and having fun. That that flew in 2019. It ain't flying that's in 2022. That's a bar. You know, it's not like accomplishment to get over. The, but yeah, we, we got over that in year one. Like, woo, we we're not yeah. supposed to be there in year four. We're not completely tapped out mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yay. Now, the, <laughs> the, the Malik stuff. He got asked about Malik Cunningham's stat. Well, he he brought it up before he got asked about it in his opening statement, and said Malik suffered some. He, he's dealing with concussion-like symptoms. Said he, he the targeting hit obviously rattled him a little bit, but they went through the, the proper concussion protocol. He went back in the game. He took another hit later in the game, and that's when he started feeling the the symptoms, and that's why Brock Doman came in for those last two series. And he said basically like he's day to day. We're gonna see what happens. What I was told is recently as yesterday after we got off the show was pretty much one Malik's probably not going to play this weekend which I, I think is I kind of assume that anyway. based on these statements like you know, they're not going to come out and say that outright because it gives the it would give Virginia a huge edge but if you've got a guy dealing with concussion symptoms especially in, in the light of the Tua stuff like he's probably not going to play unless something just goes miraculously well these next few days he's probably going to be on the sidelines two I'd heard his parents were at the game on Saturday and not happy about him coming back in. And I don't know if that plays a factor here, but they were apparently, after he got hit, it looked like he was woozy on the sidelines. They didn't like him coming back in. Maybe that plays a factor in whether or not he's going to suit up this weekend. But according to Satterfield, he got cleared, and it was the second hit that knocked him out. So we'll see how this all plays out. But both of those things lead me to believe that it's more likely than not that we're going to see Brock Doman start the game against Virginia on Saturday. Hey, and, aren't we favorites starting on Saturday still? Yeah, by two and a half. We started off as five-point favorites. It's gone down to two and a half. I think if Malik's out, you'll see that be more of like a pick slash Virginia one two-point favorite. Oh, I might have to go lay some heavy money on the Wahoos. I mean, Virginia sucks. Like, this, so as, do we. As bad as we've been, Virginia is not good. This is a team that should, if they're fully healthy, go in and beat, which they're not fully healthy. We don't. Tyon Evans might be out. Trayvon Cooley might be out. Jalen Mitchell might be out. We're down. To, we may have Maurice Turner and Jawar Jordan going in the backfield on, I mean, on Saturday. Whatever I heard is worth. That, that team sucks. We should go in there and beat them. This sounds familiar. This I'm sounds, well aware, Trevor. This sounds like Thursday, Friday of last week. I still think they might win on Saturday, <laughs> and I'm not going to be swayed at all. Like this is this is what like Satterfield the last gasp. I can see this happening, but without Malik. If you don't have Malik for, let's say, an extended period of time, let's say it's this week and I guess they have a bye week after this, don't they? So that would be 
good Luke, timing. But well, yeah. we do, and then yeah. we have Pitt and Wake Forest. Yeah. But if you if you don't have Malik for multiple games or even just one at this point, the chances of you getting to six wins go from very small to out the window completely. And we're no, staring no down small at all. It's yeah, zero to zero. We're staring down a, a three four win season at most, and that's kind of where we are now. This is what we're talking about. Unfortunately, also, can we get does, to five does, wins? Does that give? And I don't think Josh would fall for it, but that gives you some ammunition for Satterfield defenders, does it not? It does. And the other thing that I, I a heard, very small amount, a small amount. But and then, but then again, I think the people that are still Satterfield defenders are also a small amount of people. Now, someone, this is a different scoop, different person, came yesterday and said that at least as of the USF game, they had been with people with the team, and their belief was. That Satterfield was going to come back, even with a five and seven season. The I, I don't know how true that is. I don't know if this is just people talking. I find it a little bit hard to believe. Not impossible to believe, certainly, but I find it a little bit hard to believe. But we are now staring down a situation that I don't know if we can get to five wins. I mean, if you don't win Saturday, you're not getting to five wins. I'll say that definitively. Who who would be? You've got three wins now. Who would be the other two? Pitt. Pitt looks like a, a Pitt looks like, a little wounded. James Madison, and then who? Somebody else. I mean, I think we've got a better chance of being Pitt when we do James Madison at this point. <laughs> we, we might. I mean, I'm not a fan of Slough. Again, if your quarterback is at least average, I don't have a good feeling about us winning this game. A game. I, I don't care what they've looked like in every game going into ours. If your quarterback is at least average or above, no matter what you they've looked like all season long, I have zero confidence. And if you have a either a really good wide receiver, luckily Slovis or has looked below average. If you have a really good wide receiver or a really tall wide receiver, yeah. we're also screwed. Slovis has looked really average. Djokovic had looked worse. Djokovic had the worst quarterback rating in the ACC going into last weekend, but we knew he could do it before. We know Keaton Slovis has like the pedigree, so I'm fully expecting He's him to light it, it up against us. Freshman year at USC. I mean, we've seen Brennan Armstrong do it. And my God, Sam Hartman might throw for 700 yards against us. Oh, it won't even be pretty. Armstrong I mean, had the second lowest QBR in the ACC going into last. I week. don't know who James Madison's quarterback is, but he may be starting to put Heisman votes out there. Can we get that guy? We mentioned the coach yesterday. Bring that sixty-one-year-old coach over. Bring the quarterback with him. I don't care who he is. I don't know what he does. Get him over here. Make something happen. I mean, Levis, we already know. We made him a top ten draft pick just from playing us last year. The Will Levis highlight tape is very Louisville centric. I think. It's like when the Miami and they're talking about in the 30 for 30, they're talking about showing the, the rules about video and it's all Miami highlights. Who's the last good <laughs> quarterback that we held to a bad game? It's a it's, it's a legit question. I mean, Air Force. Schrader last year against Syracuse. And we thought he was terrible. We were like, this and guy. He looked, and he, did he shredded us? Schrader shredded us this year. I mean, we were like, this guy can't hit like a five-yard out route. He wasn't even close against us. I mean, I don't remember who Duke's quarterback was. I know they had the Bobo receiver who's playing well now. Yeah, he's killing it for um, – for, uh, I watched who, who does he play for now? I just sat there and watched him play over the weekend. Was it? Is it one of the ACC games? Georgia Tech? No, 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 no. He was. The, he, he's playing out west now because he. They kept UCLA. The, is that right? It's UCLA because I watched UCLA and um, UCLA win. Washington. He watched. I watched because they kept game, saying yeah. he led the ACC in receiving no, last was, year, which right, wasn't yeah. true. It was UCLA. You're right. Um, I'm trying to think of other receivers, other quarterbacks we played last year. I mean. That we actually, that, that, I mean, whether we won or not, that played poorly against us. I, I can't think of, I mean. I mean, we had a guy from Air Force who hadn't thrown in three weeks, throw for 400 yards. How far do, do we have to go back to, like, even 2018? 
I mean, well, we may have had right. a better. 2018, we're not, we didn't stop anybody from doing anything. Yeah, but but I mean, before the, the, these floodgates officially opened, you know, really against it's Florida. It's bad when you say, like, when's the last good defensive performance that you had against a decent team? And we're like, I don't, 2016, probably? Heisman, the Lamar Heisman. I year? mean, seriously. Because 2017 I, defense was off. I mean, I don't have a schedule in front of me. I mean, when I, literally. The I, Grantham I, era. We took Todd Grantham for, for granted. I mean, that is a legit question. When's the last time a. Good quarterback had a bad game against us. What about Leary? What did he do against us last year? With uh, he had a bad game against us until the fourth quarter. And then, but even though they won, yeah, because they had they had I think thirteen points going into the fourth quarter, yeah. and then they ended up with twenty eight. I mean, does that mean it couldn't have been? That's it. That's probably. I mean, Oogly Oogly. I mean, did okay. We did us. pick off Trevor Lawrence to hold him to a career low passing total. But that was the was that because they won seventy six to seven and ran all over us? Who cares? We held him to a career low in passing. Hey, and he, intercepted him. He could beat Trevor Lawrence again this weekend. All we know is beating Trevor Lawrence on the show. I mean, we beat Virginia 31-17 in 2020. Did they still have Brendan Armstrong then? Yes. Uh, yeah, he was 15-23 for 203-1-1. So that was a – there you go. Baby steps. <laughs> Two years ago. <laughs> this is why you keep Ron Brown around. I mean, this is the worst question to ask somebody with short-term memory. <laughs> I mean, it's – Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to your thoughts on the Thornton Sacks plan. We had a couple other notes to get to from Satterfield. Uh, Brian Brown did talk to the media today. Uh, we can talk a little bit about what he had to say as well. Uh, before we do any of that, reminding you One about press our conference, I wish I'd gone to actually. About our friends over at AirServe, where they're focused on air quality and energy efficiency, and also they're available 24 7. Doesn't matter what time of the day you need heating or air conditioning help, you can call them at 502 264 9662, and someone's going to be there to answer. And they'll have a technician available to come out to your home or your place of business and fix the problem. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, too polluted, they're going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. Again, the phone number 502-264-9662 or go online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to your text. Lee Thornton, sex line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Well, I- Edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Nice tribute here. Loretta Lynn, Dougie's own, passes away today at the age of 90. You literally, were you a Lynn fan music? I, I like this song. I don't really know much of the other Loretta Lynn. Well, I'll tell you right now, I, it, we're all, you're getting all Loretta Lynn today. That's my and, it's all, and it's all from the Coal Miner's Daughter soundtrack, by the way. There you go. But I didn't go with the Sissy Spacek version because she sang on, uh, all, on that soundtrack. Oh, she did? Hmm. And by the way, the second best movie, may, tied for first now for my favorite Tommy Lee Jones movie with Fugitive and Lonesome Dove, thanks to you. There you go. All right. You've never seen Comar's Daughter, have you? I've not. You should watch it. I know I say that a lot about movies, but it's, it is really good. I will. I don't think I was ever aware of the movie. 
that wants to see space to get an Oscar. Have you seen, uh, before we get back into the, the Horton sex line and the UofL discussion, have you seen the stuff going on? Well, I know you're not on TikTok. I'm not either. No. But, I, but I've I seen the news. I refuse to on TikTok for the record. I have not gotten on TikTok. I feel like if there's a video funny enough, it gets passed on somewhere. Like someone will send it to me or it'll be on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. But there's a whole, I guess, subset of TikTok that is about witches. And they are convinced that Giselle, Tom Brady's wife, is a witch. And they like the the theory is that Giselle is the reason why Tom Brady has been able to play and play well so like long and in, into his life, like in his mid forties now. And she's pissed off. I mean, she famously has come out and said, yeah, she's upset about the fact that he came back to play. She they thought they'd had this conversation. He was going to retire. He was going to spend more time with the family. And now he's playing, and she didn't really sign up for this. She made sacrifices with her career to stick around and watch the kids while he was playing football, and he's not paying it back now. And their theory is Brady's not playing as well now because she stopped doing her witchcraft. She's done. <laughs> and there's, like, all these videos of, like, her, like— she's, I've seen the pictures of him looking like he's, like, the, the dude from Thinner. And, he's and he's looking weird. Yeah. He's looking weird. Like, But they have, like, she, like, gives him crystals and stuff to, like, you know, before games. They, you know, they're big into the crystal stuff. But I just thought it was a very funny theory, and I'm kind of on board. Like, I, the only thing that I care about at all with regards to Tom Brady's life— Are you on board just because it's funny, or are you on board because you actually believe in witches? I think she's a witch. 100% a witch. It's, I mean, it's man, the I, only thing I care about when it comes to Tom Brady and Giselle. I mean, she might whether be, or not she she's might be a witch. close to a witch if you replace that first letter, but I mean, I, I don't think no. There's no witchcraft. She's a witch. <laughs> Brady might think she's something else. Bucks don't make the playoffs this year. She's a witch. The Bucks don't make the playoffs. This is the new. Laugh. This is the new witch trial. The modern day witch trial. We're not burning witches. We're not drowning witches. If the, we just destroy them on social we media, we find out what happens <laughs> when the people they've been practicing their witchcraft on. Stop getting the benefit of that witchcraft. If Bucks missed the playoffs, she's a witch. Done. Established. But that would maybe be the opposite because I think he won the reason he came back was because he fell short last year. Maybe if she was a smart witch, she would make him win the Super Bowl, then he would retire. No. Not the way it works. She doesn't want him to have any more success. I mean She's a witch. The late Loretta Wynn would be like, You're supposed to stand by your man there. That's not her song. Mary just texted into says, Giselle is such a witch. <laughs> <laughs> the evidence is piling up. A witch with a capital B. She's a witch. <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, we'll hear from you guys now. So, so who cursed the, the lions? <laughs> The other the set that I wanted to get to, I don't know if you've seen it this floating around today either. The Lions have the number one ranked offense in the NFL and the, the worst ranked defense in the NFL. The last time that happened at the end of a season, 2,000 Rams. And that team would have won the Super Bowl if the, the Patriots hadn't cheated. Oh, they did win the Super Bowl. No, that would have been 2001 Super Bowl, which would have been the Patriots cheating. But this was the 2000 Rams. This was the season. The Super Bowl was played in 2001. We've had this discussion before, but it technically it counts as the two. The 2000 Rams are the team that won the Super Bowl. Okay. Which, yeah. That Super Bowl. Wouldn't that, that Super Bowl happen in 2000 or 99, I thought? Well, it happened in 2001, but it's the 2000 season. They won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess the. How they lost that Super Bowl? I don't know. The 2001 Whichever Super Bowl. Whichever Rams they... team won the Super Bowl is the last one to okay, finish. That was one. the 99 season. Though. Okay, 99 season, yeah. 2000. Like the Super Bowl was played in the year 2000. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Because when they came back, yeah, the, the year, when they played the Patriots, was that was 2001. You're right. Because I've mentioned it would have been Eagles and Patriots post 9-11, and that would have been That's very would have been fitting. perfect. But anyways, the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl, is what this says to me. 
Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It starts this weekend against the Patriots. I mean, I don't know how you're going to do that when we're going to win the Super Bowl. Eagles being me, but. Eagles are good. I, I had more faith in the Eagles than you did before the season started. I picked them to win the division. There is no doubt in that. Yeah, you you were very well, pessimistic fan. It wasn't pessimistic. I just I wanted to. I hadn't yet to be proven. I like I wanted to see it. I knew it. I had, I didn't. It wasn't that <laughs> I was like NFL expertise. It was. I wasn't like I was completely anti. Like I'm, I have no faith in this in Jalen Hurts or yada yada. I was like I just I haven't seen it yet, and I'm seeing it, and now I'm 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 watching like like McNabb 2.0 out there, and it's beautiful. It's. I mean, I I, I can't begin to tell you how. I mean. How excited I'm! It's made me from top to bottom. Top to bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe it. That was my nice way of saying six to midnight. I know. Texas says <laughs> I've here. seen conflicting reports on Twitter where some people are reporting Sat said that Lance Taylor is calling all the plays going forward, and others are reporting that he said Taylor will just be calling more plays. Can you clarify which is actually true? It doesn't matter. He said <laughs> his exact phrase, his exact wording was he'll be more involved in the play calling in all facets. He did not say, like, I'm ceding all play calling duties to Lance Taylor. He's calling it. He basically was like, Lance is going to be more involved. And it made it as vague as possible, which means he could be calling all plays or nothing's really changing or he's going to have just more input and he's going to take Lance's opinion into more consideration. But it certainly, there was no definitive statement like, I'm no longer calling the plays. I think this is still Satterfield's show on offense, but Taylor's going to be doing more because Satterfield's going to be helping out some with the defense and the special teams. And I don't know why he brings up special teams. Special teams have been fine. James Turner's back to kicking the ball well. Uh, Brock Havelson's kicking it through the end zone. He, he Mark Vass is kicking the hell out of the punts. He's like, trying not to put a spotlight on just on his boy Brown. He's just trying to, yeah. He's, he's just, just trying to, like, not act pretend. Still like, cushioning <laughs> the blow for Brian Brown. It's like it's like when you're talking to, like, the class, and there's, like, you know, like one bad apple, you know who it is. And you're like, everybody needs to focus here. And you're, like, looking right at this one kid. I mean, everybody needs to do their, their job. I just want to make sure everybody knows you got to be on time. Looking right at me. You got you got to pick up the slack. Looking right at me, you know you you, you can't just half-ass it through. Looking right at me, you know that, that that's but but you're talking to the whole class. That's what he was doing there. I Again, would love it. If, trying his what best. if one day like the show's doing so poorly, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start helping out on the production side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spend a little bit less time hosting, a little bit more time on the production side, but we have nobody to hand to do most of the hosting. I'm gonna let uh, Jenna's gonna host most of the show. She's well, coming back. I mean, that's, that's what I had to do. We're going to let like, Patrick host most of the shows. I mean, it was early in the show. I was like, I need to help out with the talking here, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I let you know pretty quickly. I'm like, you're going to be involved. <laughs> They're like, we can get people to come in and co host the show. I'm like, not for free. No, yeah. <laughs> One guy would want to do that is this guy. So we're going <laughs> so to take what we, I was like, he's in. The, the, it comes with pros and cons. <laughs> it's like, do, do you want somebody willing to come in or do you want Trevor? I mean, it's, it's up to you. Yeah, sometimes you got to take it with the lumps with what you get. And I was like, I want somebody to come in. Who you got? And they're like, we got nobody. I was like, well, then we got Trevor. We're good to go. And that was how the show became magic. I'll do it for nothing. That was, that was, that was give it to Trevor. Uh, Scooter Dingus texted in also to say, it would be ludicrous to go through y'all's texts. Y'all get a million texts. Thank you. Because things are so good or so bad all the time here. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's Usually a good thing. Usually so yeah, bad. It's just, it's, you get more texts when things are bad, so I don't know if that's a good thing. We do. I, I think I said this yesterday. I think we would get as many texts if things got really, really good, but we would we wouldn't know <laughs> unless we were more of a volleyball centric show, which we love volleyball here, but it's not. It's never going to lead the show. This is it, football, basketball. It I don't is, know. Let's see how big is Virginia. Well, it's, don't 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 put the chickens before the eggs. It has led the show before <laughs> the NCAA tournament last year. I think that was we we certainly led with that. Um, and we hey, if they win a national title, definitely. 
I mean, that you're promoting the volleyball team on a on, on a commercial and during wrestling ran for like a month. <laughs> I, hey, if you watch wrestling this week, it's back on there again. Is you're, it really? You're gonna see it again. <laughs> and men's soccer win over NC State. I can't wait to. <laughs> Texas is Brian Brown really the eighth highest paid defensive coordinator in the country? God no, there's no way. Is that right? Does he mean eighth from the bottom? I don't know. Now I've got to look it up. I mean, what, there's no way he makes seven figures, right? The highest paid coordinator in college football. Probably like Georgia, Clemson. Number one is Jeff Alabama. Banks from Texas. Texas, okay. I mean, you know it's going to be one of those schools. There's not a Louisville coordinator in the top 25, so I can't imagine that yeah. that's inaccurate. I mean, I wouldn't put I, – I, I just hope to God Brian Brown's not in the top, like, 100. He did get a good contract, I know, when he first got here. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hopefully that has not included a raise. How long was that contract? For the love of God, why did I sign a forty-year I mean, contract? I mean, if he signed, a, I mean, that was four years ago. I mean, that contract had to have been running out at some point, right? I don't know. Which means at some point they actually thought, let's re-sign him. I don't know, but he's. I, I my heart skipped a beat, which is dangerous in my current <laughs> yeah, state. When I saw that, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> Please tell me that this is not true. And it looks like it's not true. So okay. that makes me feel a little bit better. I was like, what are we doing? Like, how? Where? Where is this NCAA did he mean, money did he, coming did from? Did he mean eighth in the ACC, which still also irritates me a little bit? He said country, so okay. I, I hope that's not right. Texas report came out today about financial issues. Sounds like we can't afford Brahm or any known commodity. Oh, we can't. I, I, I haven't. Seen, There's I, always money in the banana stand. I love it. I saw that. I saw that text or the tweets earlier about with that, and I didn't even click on it because I paid no attention to it. The same way I had I listened to my UK fans and other buddies all last year. Well, you're not going to get rid of Mac because you can't afford to get rid of Mac. We're, there's never. I will never ever worry about where to find the money. There's always going to be money to fa- be found. Somebody's going to donate it. Somebody's going to find it. You mentioned it's in the banana stand. I will never ever. There are billions of things I'll worry about when it comes to University of Louisville. Never will be where will we find the money to get rid of somebody or get somebody ever be an issue. Uh, my guy Ty Spalding, by the way, chimed in to say that Brian Brown did get a raise in 2021 after he was pursued by Tennessee. Pursued by what? Tennessee, like the gas station. Tennessee pursued this guy. Yeah. Someone pursued him? Yeah. Like, like legally or just like, like for a job? To coach football. In tw- after 2021. So after last after year. After 2020. Okay. Even not, this was in February of 2021. Really, even better, really. And we gave him a raise. We did. So, the, so we've set the first segment, whole 30 minutes or so, and just today alone, by the way, talking about how there's no excuse how maybe he could have kept his job after 2020. And in this entire time, we actually gave him a raise instead of firing him when he probably deserved more? Reportedly. I mean, because what, Tennessee came comp? Tennessee, Tennessee's a cluster bleep. Yeah. They ask everybody for jobs. Going back to the thing about the financial issues, I think that you're going to have, like, one. Ridiculous. I think, because we had the question yesterday, and I said straight up yes. To, to the, as, up as my answer answer was about Jeff Brom, would he be willing to take a pay cut to come here? Yeah. And I... I think that last year he was willing to donate a significant chunk of his potential salary for a couple of years to pay for Scott Satterfield's buyout. I think that's how much he wanted to, to, to come. I think it was also involving restructuring the contract, putting his like salary back laden. It was. To, 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 to allow more money to be freed up in the first part of it. Yeah. That was the talk. That was the, yeah. uh, the, the the scuttle. And then, you know, somebody just stopped calling back and you know, weird stuff happened. Now, don't even, don't, why are you going to get me started? I know, I know. 
could we afford to get, you know, to pay a, a ludicrous contract to get like a Luke Fickle? Probably not. But are we going to get Luke Fickle anyway? No, I don't oh, think so. Damn. So I think for the, the the caliber of candidate that we're going to target, which is going to be kind of the same caliber of, of candidate that we have targeted historically, I think they they will be able to find money. Yeah, I agree. There's enough money here to make that happen. Yeah, again, I'm, they've stopped paying Petrino. That contract's done. Still got to pay some other people, but they're not paying Petrino anymore. They'll find a way to find the money. I feel like like go like, fund me. I feel like when you do buyouts for coaches that you fire, like. I, I feel like it should be like alimony. When the coach gets another job, like you shouldn't have to pay him anymore or that buyout. It's the best job in the world is fired college uh, coach. Uh, fired coach at any high level. Like when you actually. get divorced and, and, and you have to pay alimony, like you have to pay it until the woman gets married again, then you don't have to pay anymore, right? Like if you should you should do like a, a payment plan on, on buyouts for like large buyouts for coaches. And if they get another job before you're finished paying it out, then you don't pay anymore. Either. Now there are some deals that work that way. Like that was always the word with, with with Thad Mata was that he got his buyout from Ohio State so long as he was making a like vested interest to land another job but just couldn't get one. And so that's why for a long period of time there you'd always see like Thad Mata's job come like like name come up. He'd be like, like George Thorgood out there looking for jobs. His agent's just like, Yeah, Louisville's <laughs> interested in Thad. And like he's like, he's trying, he wants the job and like, oh he just didn't get it. Nope. Better keep doing nothing to get paid millions of dollars. Like that that's it's the best job in the world. I think a lot of buyouts do have that clause where it's okay. like you get this money so long as you're still trying to actively get another job, and then if you do get another job, we stop paying you. Um, but I mean, others because the power is with the coach, especially when you if, you know, if you want a big splashy hire that the fan base is going to go crazy over, i.e., a Scott Frost, you're going to have a buyout that's pretty ridiculous and that's it does no favor to the university, and you end up paying twelve point four million dollars yeah, for him I mean, to walk like, away after three games. I think, it was, I think I saw was it Wisconsin's buyout for was eleven Chris, and a half. Yeah, it's a lot. Which I, mean, I still don't get that one. That that one seems very strange. To I me. like on the ticker it said like paid for by the Wisconsin Arms something. I'm like what? <laughs> it was like it's like watching a political commercial. The 502 server group is like, don't look to us for this. Like <laughs> we just got started. We're trying to get the play- players hooked yeah, up here. We got we're, money locked into players. We're okay. not doing buyout stuff. <laughs> Who do we go to for buyout? <laughs> I mean, Andy from Andy's TV. <laughs> we'll bring Papa John back. You see, Papa John was on uh, OANN doing um, hurricane updates yesterday. <laughs> hurricane expert Papa John. First of all, A, I didn't He's know- like, I commiserate with these people. I lost one of my houses in the storm. I was like, Papa. I thought OAN like, went under when Trump left, so I didn't even realize it was still around. <laughs> They're still out there doing stuff. They're still out there. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, even though they suck. And then, so, but, I mean, they've, they've gotten to the desperation where they're ringing Papa John and is a hurricane expert. He's on there. He's, he's, he's doing his Papa thing. Or are they going to bring me on for a dietary system? He's like, I relate to the people who had damage. I lost one of my houses in the storm. He That's what he said. He said, I lost a house. Perfect. I was like, Papa. It's not the way that you become a man of the people. Well, on that station it is. Uh, Texture says, oh, good. Because our offense looks so good and has such a great flow, as in it is no way predictable. So thankful to have his inside the defensive side of the ball. I effing roll. He also said, "Rank the Mary movies tomorrow." Uh, I need to bring those up. I got them somewhere. I still got the text you sent me. This might be a Mary movies week. We need somebody to distract. I can't talk about Virginia for three days after this. Especially, I don't know if I can talk about Virginia on Friday, especially when you know how I have no confidence in us winning anyway. Like I'm already down. I'm already down. I'm. I'm gonna give you. I'll give you a preview Friday. I don't think we're gonna win. The thing is, like, even if we do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. If you beat Virginia, it doesn't. 
nobody is is excited. I mean, people are they're more excited than if no, we lost. What, what what if you blow them out? Like, what if it's a South Florida like result? And then you're like, I Doesn't mean, change you, you don't have you don't think you're gonna have some fans going. Changes Lance nothing. Taylor's what we needed. Maybe he should be the next head coach. No, changes nothing. And I, so, I agree, but I'm just saying. unless you somehow. It's going to take more than one win at this point because we've done this win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss for what feels like a decade. (laughs) You're going to have to do more if they if they were to win handily on Saturday, with or without Malik Cunningham, and then turned around and beat Pitt in a couple of weeks. Then you have some people be like, okay, beat Wake Forest and maybe we'll you know we'll see what we got here. But until that happens, which I'm not holding my breath for, no. Saturday's game is going to do nothing in terms of you're, you're either just going to have people staying where they are. I mean, I think win or lose. Most of the fan base is going to stay where they are right now. They, I think, they want the team to win. It's kind of like the USF game a couple of weeks ago, where it doesn't, it doesn't change anything by itself. It just is a small step forward or lays the foundation to take a step forward if you do something the week after. And we obviously did not take a step forward on Saturday at Boston College. So I just think it's you're in the spot now where you're playing an unwinnable game. The only thing you can do is is set the stage to have winnable games moving forward, and like that's we got a ways to go until we get to that point. Let's take a break. When Who we come we back play next year. What? Who do we play next year? George Second, Week One. Oh, They're gonna. Well, be... I mean, you asked about what's the winnable games. I'm thinking about what's next year's schedule look like. because well, I don't have. I look George at this. Tech. I look at this schedule and I don't see one of them really. You don't think we're? You think we're losing out? Do you really? I think it's. I, I'm not saying we're going to, but we have. There's probably a better chance of us losing out than winning than winning more than one game. You think so? I don't think that that's true. I don't think. I don't. Again, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I mean, I, I mean. Here's the thing. Almost every game we have left, with the exception of Clemson and Kentucky, are probably still borderline 50-50 games. And I have zero confidence that we are good enough to get over the hump of winning some 50-50 games. Nor should you. I think think winning two games is more likely than losing out. I think losing out is definitely possible. I, I would say losing out is more likely than, like, Winning, getting to seven wins at this point. What would that take now? Going five and two to end the year. Yeah, losing out is definitely more likely. I think it's more. I think we're still going to win a couple games. I like how you were. You didn't. What you questioned me, and then as you break it down, you you've got to came more to my side. You're like, well, now to think about it. Well, no, I agreed with you. I, I was just making sure, like, it wasn't like going four and three. Going, I, I think losing out is more likely than going five and two to end the season. But I think that going two winning, and five, winning five, going winning. I mean, to win five of the last games remaining, or five games all season. Five games of the last games remaining to get to seven and five. Oh, I mean, I, I, I don't, don't think it's happening. I don't even know if we can get five games with the two wins we already have on our belt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's that is more likely losing out than going five and two over the last stretch. I think going two and five is more likely than losing out. I think this team still can win a couple of games. I think they still win a, will win a couple of games, but I'm not sure they're getting to five wins or six wins. James Madison game is very key because if you lose that game at home. God, what are we talking about? I mean, with what you have after James Madison, which is what, Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky? Yes. I mean, that could lead to three very ugly games. Listen to what we're talking about. The James Madison game has suddenly become the most— The bye game. This is the bye game that we had on our schedule. We're going to pay these guys $1.2 million to come in here and probably kick our ass. No, the bye week next week is going to be the most fun Saturday I've had all year. Let's take a break. When we come back— I'm looking forward to it. Four o'clock hours up next. Uh, we'll get to some more attacks. We'll talk more about this football team. We'll mention Brian Brown's comments as well, which I'm sure will send Trevor into a just complete rage, which is fun. Always fun to make happen. All of that coming your way here in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, The Big X. I remember when the water. 
Now they used a modern version of this song in season two, I think, of Friday Night Lights. I remember that. When Lila's dating, this like is, the, this is technically Patsy Cline. This was a trip after Patsy. after her passing. Lorda Lynn did uh, several tribute songs to her, including "Walking at Midnight" and Pet Back in Baby's Arms." It's when Lila is dating the like conservative like, Christian radio show guy. And she's like going to like his like rich family and well, like, it disappears and like, in season three yeah, for no reason. Yeah. They're playing this song when she's like back doing like the the rich boozy stuff, and she's gotten away from Tim Riggins. They're playing this song during like that montage. I don't remember that. Maybe it's yeah. blacked out most of the season two of my memory. Yeah, get back on board. Yeah, get back on that get horse. Back. I know I need to. I, I know I need to. We've got a little bit of a uh, controversy here on the, the Twitter. You got people that are upset about uh, this comment from Scott Satterfield. Mark Blankenbaker retweeted it. He put it on his timeline. Do you want me to go find Blankenbaker's tweet? No, he, he's got it up there. He said, Satterfield, quote, we can't ask our players to do things they aren't comfortable doing. And Javian Hawkins, former player, retweeted that and said, what that mean, coach? I'm curious, too. We also had Nick Bennett, former UofL baseball player, kind of taking a little bit of a shot saying, interesting. Coach McDonald always told us you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's a tough quote by Satterfield. Hashtag yikes. We got car and car crime happening right now. <laughs> That's what happens when you're you're two and three and you're just plummeting and your coach is making excuses. This is things aren't great here in the land of Satterfield, Trevor. And now I wonder if we're going to start seeing some like passive aggressive player tweeting, passive aggressive player likes. I also wonder if you're going to see some guys enter the transfer portal because that's become a thing now where you just leave your team in the middle of the season. And I saw that the that, SMU play. There's like yeah. a bunch of SMU players that they don't want to play more than four games and burn their red shirt. So they're sitting out the rest of the year to, to enter the transfer portal because now you can't officially enter the portal until I think there's a set date in December when the regular season ends, uh, when you can we now have a timeline to enter the portal and to commit to a different school. But you're seeing a lot of players kind of back off. And this is not a new thing. I don't know how it's being branded as a new thing. Derek King was the first player to do this for Houston a few years ago, the quarterback. When they got off to a bad season, he got together with um, you know, the, the head coach, I think it was I think Holgerson's first year when he was at Houston, and they were like, okay, we're, we're going to sit out and save your year. Holgerson was doing it thinking that it give him one extra year of Derek King. Derek King was doing it, holding out and saying, I'm going to transfer somewhere better and have one more year to play there. He went to Miami uh, and ended up being just a whatever player. But this is not a new thing. It's going to become more of a thing. And I worry millions, by the way, was that ever doing anything? Yeah. I mean, he ended up being a wise move for him. He got, he got that NIL money and then ended up not even playing, (laughs) not finishing the season really. (laughs) But I I think you're going to see more play. I do worry that this becomes a a little bit of a sideshow for Louisville, especially if they don't get the job done this weekend against, uh, against Virginia, a Virginia team, by the way, that Tony Elliott, he had his press conference today. Not exactly like, I mean, He's not that much more confident in his team, it sounds like, than Scott Satterfield is in his right now. Like the, Virginia is going through some rough times as well. His quote today about his own team was, we're not a team. We're a group of individuals that is undisciplined. <laughs> this team could be special, though. It's got everything it needs. I mean, you got two coaches that are just like full-on panic stage right now. And I don't know if like if a win for either one brings them back. Elliot's got a little bit more leeway, I guess, What is Virginia's new. Are they two and three? Or? I think they're two and three as well. Yeah. But they beat with they beat Richmond in an ugly game. They Mike London back at Richmond, I think. 
hope not. They got housed by Illinois. They lost to Duke. They beat Richmond and Old Dominion. Are their only two wins? They beat Richmond by seventeen. They, I mean, they beat ODU by two. For the record, beating Old Dominion is a lot, lot more than some teams in the ACC could do. Yeah, their best accomplishment. Duke, who was supposed to be the worst team in the ACC coming into the year, beat them by twenty-one. Yeah, the Duke loss. And I mean, the Syracuse. The Duke one's got to be bad for them because. They look like they fought with Syracuse, fell short, and then they get just pummeled by Duke the next week. Who's going to win the Coastal Division? It's a hilarious division to look at right now. They're all bad. Not that we can talk, obviously, but we know we're the, we're the worst or second-worst team in the Atlantic. Could we win the Coastal? We probably could. I mean. I mean, we'll see. if we beat Virginia and Pitt, we have shot all the Virginia and Pitt are the only two teams in, the conference, in that division that have played a game and are winless in conference play. We gave BC their first win in the ACC last week after they were 0-2. Now we're playing another 0-2 <laughs> team in Virginia. We're going to do it. Let's see just how charitable we feel this week. Like, yeah, we're the one that just pops every neighborhood kid's cherry. My dream is Georgia Tech wins that division without Jeff Collins. They fire him. They go on to win the Coastal. They play Clemson in the ACC. The Sun Hall just has it. Like, Player of the year. Yeah. Make it happen. I'm for that. Oh, God. Um 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. We didn't get to many texts that last segment because we talked so long in the first one, so we'll try to get to as many as we can here before we move on and talk about Brian Brown's comments and a couple of hoops notes as well. Texas says, Satterfield leaving saying the offense is doing great. The offense can't score in the fourth quarter. He's Did we score in the fourth quarter at all this year or this last game? I, we went in with 30. Didn't we, did we score in the fourth quarter? I don't believe we did. Because I was thinking we had 30, was it 33 when we went into the fourth quarter, right? I We did not score in the fourth quarter. Okay. That's now what we scored. So now we're just losing games in the fourth quarter that we go in leading, not alone just being behind it. In the Florida State game, we did score 10 points in the fourth quarter, but they scored 14. <laughs> the UCF game, our best win, we scored three in the fourth quarter. So that was that was good. And we scored none in the fourth quarter of Syracuse. No. We we scored none in three different quarters against Syracuse. So. <laughs> so it just wasn't one quarter. Basically every quarter besides the first. We didn't we, score. We that. pretty much just spread the love around with you know, no pun intended, without spreading anything around. At least we finally found something to be consistent in. <laughs> Not scoring in three quarters against Syracuse. What what I wonder what our point average is in the fourth quarter under Satterfield. Well, like this this is a this is a Kelly Dickey question, I know. But that, I, that I would, Wake Forest twenty nineteen game. I'm curious. Brought it way up. In Satterfield's era, like, what is the points average per quarter? It's a good question. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm sure I could go back and do it myself and do the math and add it up and yada yada. That's sure. Right. I don't, but I don't want to. I mean, I, I'm just because I say this, prefacing to think that our fourth quarter has to be like our lowest scoring quarter. Probably. Like, I mean, I, I could see us averaging. Cause if we're, I mean, what's Satterfield career average for points wise been level? Probably close to 30 points a game. I'd say, yeah, like 33, 35, okay. somewhere around so there. So, say he's averaging, let's say, he's, well, let's meet in the middle, let's say he's averaging 32, 32 okay. points a game for his whole career at Louisville. Like, would it shock you to think that in the fourth quarter we averaged like six points a game? Maybe even not even that. I bet it. That means you're putting, it's means you're putting up 90% of your offense outside the fourth quarter per game. Well, I don't think that's right. Well, if you're putting up, <laughs> I don't think that you're putting up th- you're putting up twenty twenty seven or whatever of your thirty two points. Yeah, and you're averaging five in the fourth that's quarter. Not, that's not that much, but that's pretty close. It's more than it damn should be. Well, yeah, but again, I'm not sure that that's accurate. Like, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I I, I don't, I don't know. either. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, I feel we, like in 2019 we had decent fourth quarters. We we weren't as bad as we have been in the last two years late in games. I mean, we know though for the, his tenure that we we were were zero sixteen when trailing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, when going into the fourth quarter without a lead. Yeah, but doesn't mean that we have had. Like, doesn't mean we didn't score in that quarter. Yeah. yeah, but still. I don't know. We'd have to look it up. I've got no idea. 
I'm not looking at it. It's way too much work. Text us, to be fair, Stat is in a lose-lose situation. You're right. It's too late, but he had to do this. If he didn't, we would be knocking him for not making the changes. Uh, it's Now it's too late. I don't know. He did it to himself, but how do we get out of this hole? Maybe this is what is needed better late than ever. Is that saying applicable? Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I guess it's better than sitting here and just saying business as usual, for sure. I mean, but I don't think my point was that we shouldn't be falling over ourselves to praise this guy now because he's doing this because we all thought if this move was going to be made, it needed to be made before the season. If it, it reeks of desperation, I feel like at this point though, just stand by your man. You know, we kind of is by not firing or demoting country. him. I mean, well, he hasn't done that. I mean, he's. I mean, he could have you know fired or demoted him over at, at any point, like we said over the last two years, and somehow we gave him a raise for some god awful reason. I'm sure. I'm sure that the person behind that's name. You know, rhymes with ints, but the, the, the God, you hate that. <laughs> well, g- 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 give me a reason why I shouldn't right now. Give me one good reason. Bounce the budget, Trev. What's that? He bounced that budget. He bounced that budget. <laughs> and yet we can't find money to to, to fire somebody. Oh, we got big time news on the Giselle's a witch front. Giselle has reportedly hired a divorce lawyer. Wow. I'm telling you, the witch thing is real. She's single. Tom Brady's not going to the playoffs. I got year. a chance. The Bucks are not going to the playoffs. Giselle's a witch. She stopped working her magic on him. I thought it's you were going to say they threw her in a lake and she floated. No. <laughs> Saturn divorce lawyers. Where are the Bucks right now? They're not going to the playoffs. They're two and two. With I'm telling you right else. now, they're not going to the playoffs. That's how confident I am that Giselle's a witch. I wouldn't go that far. They're still going to win the South. No, they're not. Have, no. Have you looked at NFC South? Falcons are taking this thing. It's the coastal division of the NFL. Giselle is going to turn Dave Ragone to the next Louisville head coach because the Falcons are going to win the South. <laughs> the Bucks are going to tank. Ragone comes back to Louisville with cachet behind his name after this playoff run. Ooh, leads Louisville to the next great era of Cardinal football. And, and it's all because Giselle's a witch. Did you like that? I just tied all that together. Giselle being a witch means Louisville football is back. You just, you, you just right down. You've been watching Hocus Pocus two again, haven't you? I started it. We got like twenty. You, minutes so you're like just very close to for like five minutes. I mean, <laughs> I like get the break when I kind of ask you that, and you're like, "We're gonna finish it over the next few weeks." We will finish like, it at some point not, before the end of before Halloween gets nothing here. Probably sells the movies to, 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 to like. We're gonna. Finish. It took us a few weeks to finish it. Like, I liked it because the Baby of the Year guy from uh, I Think You Should Leave was in it, doing Baby of the Year guy stuff. Who's Baby of the Year? If you haven't seen the skit, then that's... Okay, I don't yeah. know, yeah. Some people listening know what I'm talking about. If you don't, sorry. But he's he's on that show that I love, and he's he makes an appearance. I was very surprised to see him, but he's kind of got the same persona in the, in the movie. I mean, but I, I made it through like 25 minutes. She made it through like seven. I, I'll make it through zero because I refuse to ever watch it. This, you hate sequels. Well, I mean, I don't, you don't see me clamoring to watch Sandlot 2 either. I, I, never, I will never see that. <laughs> exactly. That's what Hocus Pocus 2 is. The point is Giselle's a witch and Louisville football's back. That's all, all that matters. Thank you, Giselle. Done. We're good. Everybody stop worrying. I can't. I literally, we can stop the literally show now. do not remember what we were talking about before you, you broke in with that. Well, Giselle being a witch. Uh, the texts are saying like Satterfield's kind of in a lose-lose. If, if we if he didn't do this, we'd be mad about it. He did do I mean, it. We're still mad about it. I guess it. I would kind of, but I mean, at some point, it's like at this point now, I'd be like, just just stand up for him. Then yeah, like I, I, yeah, stand up for your man. I was going with the, with the with the country song theme, like just just now. I mean, you're going down with the ship. Just come in the press conference, big. Listen, we trust. We we think it's still going to come around. Like just stand up for him, because right now it's like now you now backing down and giving us what we wanted. It's just too late. It is. I still do prefer it to the alternative. I mean, I, I think it's still. I mean, either way, he's not going to win. So I mean, at least be safe friends with Brian Brown. And that, at the end of the day, that's that's the. Yeah. None of this matters it, it, unless something miraculously gets turned around. And if he does, 
let's just say for the sake of saying this is a sports radio show, we deal in hypothetical sometimes. Let's say that we beat <laughs> Virginia this weekend. Let's say we do turn things. We go seven and five. Okay. Or even six and six at this point. What's the best we can How much finish? credit do you, the, the best we can finish right now? Well, we've got three losses, so nine and three. Okay. If we won out, we got seven games left, we'd be nine and three. We go nine and three. I, I'm not, even the hypothetical has to have a limit. And that's, that's too far. <laughs> Let's say we go seven and five or six and six, which seems like a stretch even now. <laughs> Draw the line somewhere. <laughs> I think then the, 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 what I'm saying now changes. I think I still get mad about Satterfield not pulling the plug on Brown sooner. Maybe I'm even more mad about it. But I think you do start giving him credit. You're like, okay, like clearly this guy was the problem. Satterfield fixed it. Maybe now without Brian Brown, with, with Satterfield doing what he's been doing for the last half, we could have a successful next year and he can do what needs to be done in this recruiting class. But like, the other part of me is at this point, going seven to five is, is so miraculous. We could yeah, have done for this sure. a year ago. I just said that. Yeah. I, I'd be more mad about that part of it. But I still would, I'd have more faith in him than I, I do right now, certainly. But I mean, that's what it calls Every conversation you have comes down to winning games. He's not winning enough. He's not going to win enough. None of this really matters. If we somehow got to seven and five, it'd be a minor miracle based on, with, with our schedule being the way it is. But I think at that point, yeah, you keep him, you'd feel somewhat confident, but it ain't going to happen. So, what, what you're saying, Scott, is that the guy you trusted to be our defensive coordinator for the last three years does a worse job than a guy who's never coached defense than you? He needs help. From that guy. I mean, that's what you're telling me, right? In, in, in one way or another. You're telling me, and this could have been a press conference, but, you know, no one's, people want to be invited back, which is why no one would ask this question like I would, because I wouldn't invite it in the first place, probably. Like, so you're telling me the guy you've trusted for four years to be lead our defense, you feel needs help from a guy who has never coached defense. That's the message. He's the head coach. He's helping out over there. I mean, that's about as insulting to Brian Brown as, as even I could get. And that's saying a lot because I've been pretty insulting of this man. He still has a job. Well, that's insulting to all of us. Thanks <laughs> just the fact that uh, Sat has shown that he would drop us at the drop of a hat with the South Carolina stuff doesn't make me feel as bad as much for him. Yeah, that, that's selfish for sure. I mean. Uh, he also says, this is also my doctor's story. Good. Hey, why not? It's Tuesday. I'll look for anything besides talking about this actual football team. Give us your worst doctor's story. We prefer stories. crotch rod. This is also my doctor's story. I had a spider bite on my hand that got so swollen I couldn't move my fingers. Wow. And when I went into the doctor, the nurse walked in looking at his clipboard, looked at my big swollen hand and said, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and walked right out and called an ambulance to take me to the university hospital. It's never a good moment when you get that reaction. What kind of spider bit that dude? I don't know. I mean, if you're like allergic, they, yeah. I guess, yeah. I've had some crazy spider bites. Never, never ever, that bad. I don't think I've ever been bitten by, but not that I know of. You probably have. Like I feel like, yeah, because I've never had a bee sting either. You've never been stung by a bee. No, it's amazing. God, because, count your lucky stars. And it's, I'm, I'm at the bee point. Suck. I'm at the point now where I know. I mean, I know it's gonna hurt, but it's not like pain, you know. But now I'm at the point now where I'm almost like I want to keep the record going. The streak. Yeah. Which is amazing because I was so mean to bees as a kid. Like, I was the kid that would go outside and, like, step on a bee on the flower and, like, turn and kill it, you know. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not. Oh, no. I, was not, not I had a lengthy Seinfeld streak of not throwing up. And it ended. Oh, I've puked a many a times. It ended legitimately, like, like classic tells all the time. It ended my senior prom night. Nice. I went from, like, fourth grade <laughs> to senior year prom. A better way. I was, like, peeing outside at this Senior's after party. Fourth grade. Like, that's not <laughs> I didn't throw up for a long I mean, as a kid, it was, like, more than half my life. It's, like, age 10 to age 18. It was a long time. Especially, like, kids throw up all the time. I that's didn't throw true. up for a long time. 
but I was like peeing outside at the after party, and like I just like I just hit me out of nowhere. I was very drunk, just yacked, and I was like, oh my oh, yeah. god, it's over. And I was like, and I was like, do I tell people? Because my streak was well known at this point. I like like Seinfeld himself. I bragged about this, and I came back in. I was like, I just threw up. I take too big of a, a hit, and I, I'll sometimes jack a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've thrown up many times since. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably I can't think of last time I got on a week without blowing a little bit. Texas says, I really wish Satterfield came out in the press conference guns blazing like a pissed-off Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> I don't want him to be Jimbo. I mean, God forbid at this point, I'll take Jimbo. Whoa. That's where I'm at, people. Yes, that's how low I've sunk. Texture says that had to have been a brown recluse spider. I just said brown recluse. I was like, is that a spider reference or is that no, it's, where it's, Brian Brown's going to be? The is that a Brian Brown reference? No, the Texture took He's a recluse. The, yeah, brown recluse is supposed to be like the worst. I know. Which is weird because like, growing up, you think like Black, Black Widow. Black Widow is what you always and, heard, but Brown Recluse, that's become the new one. Like the last decade, I feel, I feel like kids these days now, they hear Brown Recluse more than they hear Black Widow. Because yeah. I hear Brown Recluse way more than I hear Black I Widow. I do too. And Black Widow, like what you get to be like. Who's hot on the spider charts? <laughs> Brown Recluse. Number one for the last 11 years. Is that what the spiders were in arachnophobia? Brown Recluse? I See, I think Black Widows were the big, when we were growing up. They used Black Widows in the movie. Black Widow was Madonna. Brown Recluse became Britney Spears. I don't know who's now what's that who's B- katie perry <laughs> bts fan what's that, what's that that korean pop group that's whatever the new hot spider is no isn't katie perry still hot no katie perry's she's a, she's a, she's she's past her prize. she is okay yeah. she kissed her girl and liked it she did oh god it's the say flowers highlight again texture says since we were doing doctor horror stories i was going number two out of number one. Oh my god my doctor told me that that's impossible gave me a jug to pee in and i legit had floaters in the jug, and he walked on, back and on, said, "Well, now I've seen it all." Oh my god! Wait, a minute, wait, hold on. He was doing what? what? He was what? going number two out of his number one. He was peeing poop. Oh, that, that, could you? I don't even think I could. Like, I would faint if that happened to me. The doctor, well, when the doctor saw it, he said, "Well, now I've seen it all." That is. That's a horrible thing to hear from your doctor. He's not still doing it, is he? <laughs> I hope you're okay, sir. Like or, what, or madam. Like what, yeah, like what like is something like mixed around in his organs? I mean that's just wow. I don't know if I believe that, but if it's true, dude. Or do that. Text that I'll never forget you and Ramsey interviewing Papa John and him going on about helping out in the community for people in need and then ended the convo by saying it all happened in Anchorage. Pray for the people of Anchorage. <laughs> Anchor- I don't remember ever interviewing Papa John. That may I may have not been on that day. Because we were people of Anchorage, it all happened in Prospect. (laughs) We were, I guess, I could tell the story now. Um, I used to tell I lived in the ghetto of St. Matthews. We, when we first went on on Seven Ninety, this was like my timing has always been terrible as a professional. Like we went on Seven Ninety, and it was right when George Patino had just been fired. October first, twenty seventeen, was our first show, so it was right in the, the aftermath of George being let go and, and Patino being let go. And there was still some hope that maybe like, you know, they could save Tom's job and all that stuff. And, you know, and, you know, John was, was playing it up for his buddy and he was angry at the people that had presumably led to Tom getting fired. And he went on like this huge, just, just rant about Papa John and other people. And, you know, John Schnatter's did this and this and no loyalty and all that stuff. And I don't think he knew, but I did. I, I'd gotten a lot. This is our first week of doing the show. 
Papa John's was like a big sponsor of, of our show in the radio station. I thought Papa John also supported George too, didn't he? When he won the no. Venus State, oh, he wasn't. Okay. No, I couldn't he, remember. He, I mean, he was very anti, but he and Patino had a beef for a long time. But I don't remember. he also was on. Uh, so like I, John, John goes on this rant, and like we had at that point in time, we had to do these specific contests at specific times. And it's my first week of the show, so I'm trying to keep us to the format, and I'm like, <laughs> so like John, I'm like, how do I do this without? I'm like, there's no way to do this without making a joke. So I'm like. Now in one of the tr- greatest transitions in the history of radio, the next caller into five so will, will receive $25 off their next Papa John's order and all this stuff. <laughs> and Papa John's dropped us as a sponsor, I think, the next day. Oh. <laughs> so we've been on the, we've been over there for like a week. And we are like they're like and they were cool about it. They were like, you know, we get we get it. But I was like, I'm I'm sorry. Like that was it was bad, but this is, the timing was not good. But I don't remember ever interviewing Papa John on the show. Who's who's harder to just to keep a show professional working with, me or, or John? Very, very, both of you are very tough for very different, different reasons. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I at least have somewhat more control over here than I did back then. Like, I would have to, like, write stuff on paper. Probably pads less and stress too over here. I mean. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. It was, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. <laughs> you had to write pieces of paper, like, hand notes. It's like, don't say that again. I'd be like, you know, we have to do this right now. Like, you know, the mayor of Louisville's on the phone line. Um, you got to marry, you got to talk to Jerry Abrams? No, Jerry Abramson, no. <laughs> Greg Fish would just call in randomly to the show all the time. Who? The, the mayor. I know you don't recognize a different mayor. Hey, when is this election for mayor, by the way? November, next month. Because I keep seeing these these two guys on there, and I don't know. and Fisher. There are technically more than two candidates, but those are the two big ones. Oh, okay. So is that why? See, I kept wondering why is the mayor not run, run, running? Okay. Deeriff and uh, Greenberg. The guy from J-Town and, yeah. and the, and the Craig Greenberg. Is, yeah. yeah the those are the two I keep seeing everywhere. Yeah, those are the, those are the big two. I'm voting for Abrams. From still can't get his name right. What's his name? Jerry Abramson. That's close enough. Mayor for life. He's like the Spike Lee of Louisville women's basketball. He sits on the court, <laughs> very into it. He was the OG. He was he was around before women's basketball got cool. He was around for a lot of sports guys. He was around before football got cool. But he was like he like made women's basketball like his thing. Like they oh, did his he? Okay. They were always there. Like they were always really into. It. He deserved a lot of credit for that. He I was, got I got to meet him when I was selected with three other students for the introduction of Operation Brightside. Oh god, I was hoping it was a dare thing. No, <laughs> it wasn't better. If you see my car, it doesn't really. It's still pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I got to, I got my picture in the paper. It was me and uh, this other kid in my class. I think it was Brandon, and then there was a girl with us too. Nice. I mean, yeah. So that's why I've always been Team Jerry Abramson. That texture says Papa John called in one time. It wasn't an in-studio interview. I still don't remember that. I, I, I'm sure it happened. I just I, I don't remember it. Of all the things to compare between me and John, I'll tell you this. I will not bash a sponsor, regardless whether I'm mad at them or not. I don't think he would have done it had he known, which he should have known. Okay, and I know who our <laughs> sponsors are, okay? So I at least know that, too. Yeah, we used to get liner sheets. I would always look yeah, at them. Yeah, I remember that, And. John would just like would not. He had his, he had all of his his notes in front of him, and I was like I would have. And I was like this. I was like please. Was like, There's no way around it. Like I, I've got to at least mention this, and they were not happy. <laughs> next day we were sponsored by Domino. The next day like, they called. They were like so. <laughs> I was like I was like yeah. I knew. I think they, they, the poor sales guy came over. And I knew exactly what he was going to say. I'm like yeah. You got to feel bad for the sales guy too. I he's the one that loses the commission. Like I that's the one who hurts the most. Yeah. Texas, I know that Texas. I know that um, this is from yesterday. Follow up Texas. Is Caleb Johnson so far behind that he can't step up? I guess. I mean, we haven't heard anything about Caleb Johnson. We know that Evan Conley's hurt. He's still on the team. He's still on the team. We know Evan Conley's hurt, but we have like like what happens? Let's say Malik can't play on Saturday. If Brock Doman goes down, yeah, who's playing? 
No offense, do we even need him to go down to give somebody else a different shot? Yeah, fair point. Like, what if Brock Doman's terrible? What, he's like 0 for 14 with two interceptions in the first half. Yeah. Who do, who comes in? I, I know that we've got because according to Satterfield during after fall camp ended, uh, Caleb Johnson I think was dinged up, didn't take many of the snaps. We basically were playing three quarterbacks. We were playing Malik, Brock Doman, and then the walk on from Trinity, um, who's McInerney. His, his name escapes me. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. Like golfer. What? Is a golfer? You're thinking of Rory McIlroy. Oh. I hate that I know how much your mind works. <laughs> like, you always say, like, isn't in that? I'm like, no, I know, I know exactly what you're working. Nathan McIlroy is the, the freshman quarterback from Trinity. He's a walk-on sophomore. I say give a shot. But they were basically saying, like, those three were getting most of the reps because Caleb was, was hurt and Evan Conley was barely playing at all. I don't know if Conley is back enough that we – I mean – What is Conley's – is it leg, arm, neck? No idea. They just keep saying injury. I don't, I don't know if 80% of Evan Conley is better than 100% of Nathan McElroy or Caleb Johnson at this point, but I've got no clue what the quarterback situation is behind Brock. Can Dunn. we confirm Evan Conley even on, is, is, is around? Like He hasn't been murdered or anything, right? I see him on the sidelines. He's still like, okay. he's a leader. He's doing the signals from the, the, the I'm side. I'm just curious. He keeps saying he's injured, but no one's seen him in six weeks. I mean, he doesn't have the cool hair anymore. <laughs> okay. He needs to grow it back. Texas says Virginia has always played us tough, whether or not they suck. It's true, and also especially in Charlottesville, those games get weird. Even when they're terrible and we're good, we're losing, or we're winning by like fifty. Because no. that that would also be weird. What if Brock Doman comes out and tosses for five fifty? I look at a picture of Virginia. I know that we're losing to Virginia. Beat Virginia. Beat Virginia. Hey yeah. <laughs> Texas says, "Have you guys heard the savage breakup line trending amongst Louisville fans? Your love is like a sadder coaster, baby. I don't want to ride it." <laughs> I love it when they make songs out of people's names on the text line. I do. <laughs> text says it was Trevor Lawrence that was the last good quarterback that we played okay against. Once again, it was only— Yeah, we lost <laughs> the game 77 to 17 or whatever. He did come in and throw two picks again the next year, and we still got blown out, but whatever. Um, we well, did... Was it his freshman year that we played him somewhat close? No, we played him We played him twice and because his junior year was the COVID year, and we didn't play them at all. But his freshman year was the year they beat us 70 by 70. His sophomore year, like we were close, in, like through the first half, they still okay, ended up, that's what it was. Yeah, they we, still won like forty-five to thirteen. Yeah, like but we hung with them through like the first like three quarters. Yeah, he threw so. t- Jack Fagot picked him off in the end zone. Yeah, I was like Jack, the, the Fagot is better than Trevor Lawrence. And then and, and then what a shock! To no no one's surprised if they listened to the earlier in the show that we scored zero points probably in that fourth quarter. Yeah, because that's what we do. We we disappeared in the fourth quarter. We did hold him to fifty-nine yards passing at an interception in twenty eighteen. We, we lost by seventy, but don't worry about it. <laughs> they had over 500 yards rushing, but I was just, Travis and Dean had right, like 230 yards. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Texas in 2018, we held Taquan Marshall from Georgia Tech to just 12 yards passing. Never mind that he ran for 175, yes. <laughs> and they as a team had 542, averaging 8.3 yards per rush and scored 66 points. That's, I mean, that's, it was a hell of an effort by the secondary, and had one of the better tweets of all time from their school. My favorite thing about that is so like I this is classic message board stuff. Like I I made that a thing with, with the Trevor Lawrence where I would always bring it up, and I'm like, you know, this this defense once helped uh, Trevor. Yeah, Lawrence. yeah. it became and like this one of the UK message boards was like this idiot Rutherford. Like, oh, I've I heard it before, neglecting heard, yeah. the fact that he like I was like yeah like it's it's a joke. I'm aware of what happened, and there were a couple of people like that still would like hit me up on Twitter and be like. Uh, are you just ignoring the fact that they only threw the ball this way? I'm like, yeah, they're afraid. Terrified. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're really afraid of that deal. I'm like, how do you not pick up on this after a while? But we did hold Georgia Tech to 12 yards passing in 2018. That's right. That's what we do. 
Tess says if Cunningham is out on Saturday and we lose, maybe that explains Satterfield's uh, dour look in today's presser. Maybe he fears maybe maybe he fears a Sunday or Monday firing with the bye week coming. If we get beat badly this weekend, is there any part of you that thinks that maybe Josh Hurd pulls the trigger? Because it's kind of the in vogue move. I wouldn't do it. I don't think so. Either. I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody like more like gung ho to 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 move along from this coaching staff than me. But I'm not. I mean, you want to fire Brian Brown? That's fine. I have no problem with that. No problem with it last week, week before, week before that, week before that, year before that, year before that. I've been okay with it. In fact, I've been anticipating it for a long time. You've got a balloon <laughs> hanging up at your house. You're I mean, waiting for it to be on, <laughs> taking the box off to celebrate. I am. Like, what was the family guy? Peter was like, I've been waiting so long to hit the, uh, the I, I was right. I was right. And like the, the pony comes out, it's nothing but bones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ponies need food. <laughs> that's, that's what I am. But with Satterfield, no. I'm not, I'm not an advocate. Listen, I, I understand it's going to make... For awkwardness through the year, but that's the choice. You make the decision to go into the year with them, then barring like maybe the second to last game of the year, like I said with Patino, but Patino, but Patino, then maybe, but not right at this point. No, no there's nothing. We could lose a hundred nothing. I'm still like, no, don't fire him. Shit. I do think it's within the realm of possibility that he does what Tom Juris did with Steve Craigthorpe in 2009, which is at a certain point in the season, kind of let him know, you know. Oh, don't tell Louisville that. They'll tell you they they that was that was never true. What do you mean? Louisville will deny that they they notified the Craigthorpe that his tender was open, but they'll he'll get to finish. Oh, after game. the pit game, they they there was a conversation. Oh, I know. Sure. I reported it, and I was told by Kenny Klein specifically that this was false. Well, I also reported that Corey <laughs> Zhang had been declared ineligible by the NCAA, and they said that was false. And then two yeah. weeks later, they're like, "Oh yeah, he's ineligible." He went as, Kenny Klein went as far as to go on the uh, the site that I posted on and comment and say this is false. Well, I I could tell you there was a <laughs> informal conversation after the pit game, which like let. Let him know, you know, we're more than likely moving in a different direction. It was and obvious, but yeah. I think at that point you can start working with agents, not coaches directly, but you can start kicking the tires on guys, see who would be interested, who wouldn't be interested, see what the boosters are talking about. I can see that playing out potentially if, let's say, we lose to Virginia this week, we lose to Pitt, we're 2-5, and five, we're staring down you know, five of the toughest games on the schedule. I can see maybe that happening, where there's like a, kind of a Josh Hurd having the conversation like, hey, man, like just, you know, Maybe start looking for landing spots because in a month and a half from now, but I, pu- but publicly he's still supportive. I wouldn't supportive. put a pool in the house anytime yeah. soon. You still building that house? Because <laughs> maybe you need to hit up that contractor. You might want to. You might want to cancel the the last check you wrote for the for that contractor. Might want to tell. Might want to tell that plumber not to bother coming in. And then after that last game, you know the day you know, you support him publicly. You don't you know you, you say we'll talk about this after the season, and then when the UK game is over, yeah. You make the move. I can see that happening. That would be zero shock to me at all. I would believe that. I just don't want to. Uh, I just don't want to just make a firing in week five, week six. I think that's just. I'm not a fan of it. What if a lame duck Satterfield beats UK, and he's like just throwing else down as he like walks off the field? You know what? Poetry in motion. Fine. You gave me one thing to be happy about your tenure here. It'd be wonderful. On the way out the door, that's fine with me. I don't even know what to say. Let's take a break when we come back. I'm not changing my mind. I'm not asking him to stay. Well, yeah. He beats UK in this Clearly. last game. But Clearly. I'll be like, you know, at least you gave me a parting gift. And you didn't just completely poop in my mouth. I'll take a break. Before we do, though, reminding you about our friends over at First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust, they work with each client individually to help them meet their financial goals. They offer a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. To learn more about their services, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Making money, investing wisely, 
making the most out of your money, it all starts with one thing. Trust. First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We continue the second hour here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and Welcome back in. Last segment of the second hour here on the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 and 96.1. Reminder, you can always catch every episode of the Rutherford Show on podcast via the 1450 The Big X account. Wherever you find your podcast, search 1450. You'll find every Mike Rutherford Show episode right there. If you ever miss a second, why would you? You can relive the magic. Are you every, one of those people, Trevor? Well, every school is, 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 is man enough to take, take our man. I wish they would. I wish they would. Do you ever listen to stuff on, whether it's a radio show or like just podcast? Are you a guy who listens on the normal speed or do you go one and a half? Oh, normal. I I go one and a half sometimes. I don't understand why. Listen to more in less time. But you're not even really listening to it when you do that. Yeah, I am. I feel like people who do this, I listen to one and a half and two speed. To do what? Because it's an hour and a half. I need to get through it. I'm like, speeds it up. If you're just trying to get through it, then what's the point of listening to it? Well, it's just more information. And as long as it doesn't like fry your brain, it's more information and less time. I, I, just, I, I, just, I just think it's pointless. It's like, watch, do you watch a movie on one on, on Fast Forward? No, I think it's different. It's not audiovisual. It's just audio. But I, can, I, mean, I can hear things at, at, at slightly but it, but higher it, speed and it process it the same way. I, just, I, think, I, I don't get I'm not saying it's dumb to do it. I, I think it is dumb to do it, but if you want to do it, that's fine. I just don't. I don't I just find that kind of pointless to do. Well, I just told you the point. Yeah, but I just more information, less time. I, I get your reasoning, but I'm calling your reasoning. I'm not. Just, I'm not accepting it. Why? Because I don't think it's reasonable. I think it's kind of dumb. If I have a 30 minute walk and I want to listen to a 45 minute episode, I can listen to the whole thing in 30 minutes if I put it on one and a half speed. <laughs> I just don't think you're. Are you are you're not really listening? Then you just want yes, to get. I am. That to me, that's just getting it over with. No, it's processing stuff in less time. Then why? I mean, just why don't you listen to forty-five minutes then? Because I can do it in thirty. If, if I if I have a thirty-minute walk, I've got to listen to that. I got to find fifteen more minutes out of my day to listen I mean, to the rest of the podcast. There's only like a few podcasts. I, actually, I don't want to say a few. There's only like really two, and they're both wrestling. And like, I mean, I may not listen to the whole one because there like, there'll be certain topics I want to listen to, and I do the, the timestamp thing on it, and I go to like a certain point in the podcast to listen from there. Yeah. But like, I'll never. No, I, I just. I mean, it's fine. I just. I think I don't. There's somewhere like the people talk too fast. Maybe I, some people have had this issue with me. I talk too fast sometimes. Uh, I get it, and like it just on one and a half, like I can't, I can't pick it up. But most of the time, like especially if it's like a, like a a sports podcast where I'm just trying to like get the information and I don't have the whole like amount of time. Like yeah, one and a half helps. It's great. You're basically saying that to these people their podcast sucks. You just want the information. 
No, it's not what I'm saying at all. Kind of, here's what I'm hearing. I'm saying I don't have as much time I'm as I. I'm you're telling me I suck. If I had 24 free hours in every day, then yeah, I'd love to listen to it like as it's taped. But I don't have like that much time. I'm trying to to get it in while I can. Did we make make enough on the last uh, the last telethon? Because I think they're taking like furniture out here. <laughs> yeah, what, who are these people that are in there? Like, did we, did we not make? Reach, do we need to call somebody? Did we not reach the goal? Are they like are they the repo men coming and taking the desk? She was very upset that I had my foot up on the chair when she walked in a second ago. Very awkward situation. It was a very awkward situation. <laughs> you were stretching. She like stared me down. I'm like, I'm doing a radio show here. It's the banner situation all over again. I know, didn't mean to get distracted from your one and a half speed thing. Six model looked at me. I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like stared at me. I'm like, okay. I just I, I if I if I want to skip something I'll hit the thirty second skip, but I've just never been like I don't know I, I I I know people do it and I'm I'm not saying it's I, I'm I'm yeah I, mean, I just don't get it it just doesn't do I, I, and, and, and you can give me your reasoning for doing it it just doesn't make still doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you can say you don't want to do it, but I, I mean, it makes sense because I it's, to me it's just again you're just you're just, I, it, to me it, it comes off as like you're listening to it as like a chore. No. If you have to speed up, and that's I, I don't know why you would want to do anything. That's I don't have enough time. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I just I've explained everything that you're I, every yeah, question I, you're asking. And I'm, I'm telling you, we exactly. can move on. I don't. I, there's no point in continuing. <laughs> yeah, I'm this. telling you, you're not going to change my mind on it. Well, yeah, you don't change your mind on anything. That's not true. Yes, it is. That's not true at all. Are you going to change your mind on that? No. Yeah. Because uh, listening one half speed just makes it means to tell me you don't really care about what you're listening that's to. It's not. Sure. No, that's a ridiculous that you're. Okay, not, I got a question for you then. I, I want to, before we, do you want to get to the Brian Brown stuff or do you want to ask me your question? No, I want to ask your question because the Brian Brown stuff is going to make me mad. Okay. And we only got a few minutes left, so maybe we can just say Brian Brown for five o'clock. Okay. So last night I ordered DoorDash. And it, I need, it was a Monday. It was, it was a day that ends in Y. And like, so, okay, so I, I, I guess we'll, we'll give him a shout because I have to because otherwise I can't explain the story. This is where I'm confused at. So like on Friday, I think it was, or Thursday, it was Thursday or Friday, I got Boombox. Like, I've never actually been there, and I ordered Boombox. Okay. And it was good, liked it. And I was like, you know what? A couple of days later, you know I am with Creature of Habit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I think I'll get Boombox again. I told you you'd like Boombox. Say what? I told you you'd like Boombox. You, you're it's you're good. right, and it's, it's good. good. You're right, it is good. And so I go on there, and I'm a little confused because I'm like, like I go to, like, to the sandwiches because the last time I was there, I got like a meatball sub, and it was tasty. And... I was like, go there in the sandwiches and only has like calzones listed. Like it's the sandwiches and calzones and it's only like two calzones. Create your own and then like mama's feast or something. Okay. And I was like, okay, sometimes DoorDash at certain times of the day will delete items out of that are optioned, you know, places busy or whatever, whatever, whatever. So I didn't think kind of too much of it. And so I go, go about my order. I get the calzone, I get my pretzel sticks. I kind of realized it's a little more expensive than like last time. I was like, well, maybe the prices went up a little bit. The, the, the long story short and where my confusion is, apparently I've ordered from two different boom bars. Hmm. The one on Westport Road, which is close to my home, is boom bars, pizza, and watch bar. Okay. And apparently last night, without my realizing it, I ordered from boom bars, uh, craft pizza, and tap house. Yeah, there's the, there's the tap house. And for the record, tap house stuff, everything's like $2 more. The calzone was three dollars more. The pretzel sticks were three dollars more. Everything was more, and there was less items. So hmm. you, you already got an idea which one I like more. <laughs> what Did is I say the, the tap house came on as a sponsor today? So yeah, really. <laughs> which Boombox sponsored? So my question really is: is and I googled this and spent like ten minutes on Google doing this, which is about the most I'll spend on Google. 
What is the difference? I don't know. I mean, it's like my buddy was kidding. My buddy was like, maybe the husband owns one and the wife owns the other. Like it's Wix or something. They're owned by the same people. I know that. So like, did I mean, because I mean, I know Wix had that issue where like Michael Wycliffe, I mean, owned like he owned a Bargetown and Meredith owned like all the others, which was it was smart of him. He was like, this one makes as much as all the others, Meredith. You can have them. Um, but like, I don't like, I always use their names because I worked at Wix, so I know them. I knew them. But like, is the Moonballs like, is, what, what is their difference? Like. Other than clearly the price, and I'm thinking the price maybe has to do with the one I ordered from. It's like on Hearthburn Lane, so it's farther away from me. So maybe that's why the prices were a little higher than the other Boombas. Yeah. But also, I'm going to say this. I got the Calzone, which that's what I wanted because the one I got last time on like Friday was really good. And I'm like, I wish I'd order two of these instead of one because I'm gluttonous and fat. And so I ordered two of them this time, and it wasn't as good as the one on Friday either. Hmm. Like the pepperoni was different. They put sauce in it more than the other one did, which I don't like. Instead of just putting it on the side. So there were subtle differences. The pretzels were different too a little bit. The cheese was not the cheese was a little different. So there are subtle differences, but I don't know. Are you Googling it trying to figure it out? No. Okay. I don't know if I interested you enough or you don't care. I'm I'm wondering if what's the difference is. Can you help me? I've been to both. Okay. They seem the same to me. And when I, and I didn't even realize it till I ordered it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, why is this so expensive?" You know, and I, 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 I can't give you an answer. I know that they're that because Boombox now has expanded. That they're I don't know if it started in Louisville or not, but they have some in like Indiana, Indianapolis. I think there's one in Jeff. Okay. And I know that at one point they all used to be watch bars, and they've transitioned to tap houses. Because the one in Westport Plaza is t- the tap house, right? No, that's the watch bar. That's the watch bar. That's okay. the pizza and watch bar. I think that one is, is is more new than the one in the Highlands. And the one in, well, the, the other one, the one I ordered from the tap house is on South Hurstburn, it said. Okay. Which I don't know. I've never where, been to that one. I've, I've, been, I've been to the one in the Highlands. I used to, the one, it, there used to pe- be one right near me in St. Matthews. Now it's it's been like five different things. And it's pizza parlor and tap house. Or crap pizza and tap house is what it was, maybe. I don't know. But they're both titled Boom Boss, but just have different things. And the model menus are very similar. Again, prices are slightly different, and the options are much different. That's a great question. Text I, line, let us know. And, I, and like I said, I did some Googles and couldn't find. All I kept getting was like, you know, Boom Boss is located here and yada, yada, yada. Like, I also, I, I've got kind of a follow-up question because I've noticed we have, you know, Virginia's gotten to that age where she like likes McDonald's. She likes Happy Meals because they have toys in them. Yeah. And we got a new dope version coming out of here. A new what? They're doing like these new adult uh, Happy Meals. Have you not seen those? I did not know that. Yeah, that's not gonna bring me. It's not gonna sucker me in. I don't. I don't need an adult Happy Meal. Oh, it comes with like a throwback retro toy, like Grimace and stuff. And <sighs> I don't need no. It's not. I'm not falling for that. And one. Of course, it comes with a Big Mac or a ten piece nugget. But my thing with the Happy Meals is they have they cost different amounts at different McDonald's. We'll go to the McDonald's closest to our house. Oh yeah, and it will be like I don't know, like four twenty nine, and then we'll go to one. Slightly out of the way if we're coming back from going like on a shopping trip, and it's like six thirteen. I've noticed that same yeah. thing, same exact yeah. thing. You should try doing it if you like when you head out west. You, I mean, you told me your Taco Bell order in the, Cheyenne the ta- cost like twice as much. It was amazing. Yeah, like the same thing. I get the same thing all the time, and it was like it's like eight bucks here, and I bought it out west, and it was it was I think it was like sixteen. So it was like literally almost doubled. Like a soft taco out there, like in certain parts of out west, are like four dollars a taco. Which is giant beef. I mean, <laughs> different seasoning out there. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So I have seen that, though. And I've seen that occur, like you said, McDonald's. I've seen it happen at like Wendy's and other Taco Bells just from between Southern Indiana and Louisville. I have noticed that before. 
Texture says the Polotati pizza at Boomba's is the way to go. Okay, that doesn't help my question. Though. No, there's no nobody's actually like, answering. Like, the no, like I'm glad you're giving me things to order at Boomba's. That's awesome. I appreciate it. But like, I'd rather like know because right now I'm Team Watch Bar. Okay. I, I, I and I don't know like if there's a reason to even have a team. Texas Trevor can't even process fast enough that you can process movies or shows faster than at regular speed. I mean, no. You I asked you if you watch a movie on fast forward, and you said no. I wouldn't know. I audio visual audio yes, visual I can't no. To it, me, it's the same. It, thing. Would, it would ruin it. No, it, it's totally different. I can't listen to a show on double speed. I, I, it makes no sense what they're saying to me. Texas, I'm definitely listening to this Trevor rant on like four and a half times speed. It's going forever, <laughs> and I'm still going. Texas, I hear pizza. It's good. <laughs> pizza. I mean. I, hey, Pizza Hut is good. I like Pizza Hut. Texas says, quote, let's not talk about the disaster that is our coaching staff. we got to discuss the differences between the different locations of Boom Boss. That's what just happened. I mean, would you rather me rant about Brian Browning? I mean, I can rant on that, too, if you like. We can do that in just a second. Yeah, give me a minute. Let me, let me rant about why my pizza cost more at one Boom Boss than the other last night first. We'll take a break. If you have an answer about the differences in Boom Boss, please let us know at 502-414-1450. we got one hour left in the show. We'll get to Brian Brown's comments and a couple of hoops nuggets coming up in hour number three. And take more of your text as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It rolls on next here on 1450 The Big X. After midnight, out in the moonlight, just like we used to do, I'm always walking. After midnight, searching for you. I walk for miles along the highway, but that's just my way. Thanks for tripping today to uh, Loretta Lynn. Kentucky's own Loretta Lynn passed away today at the age of 90. Song Loretta Lynn's tributing Bassy Klein, though. I, I, again. <laughs> tribute and a tribute. <laughs> I know. I keep, I, I keep liking these songs. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this one. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Bassy Klein. There's a, yeah. I mean, I, mean, you, like, I guess somebody would be like, you can't really play nothing but Loretta. I mean, he's only did like 32 albums, but. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. We're doing okay. We're doing the best we can. Uh, it is the 5 o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 96.1 and 1450 The Big X. We're here until 6 o'clock. Texas on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. As promised, uh, we've mentioned a lot uh, about the Scott Satterfield comments today. Him saying he's going to do less on the offensive side of the ball. Lance Taylor's going to handle a little bit more of the input on the play calling. And Satterfield himself is going to go help out with the defense and special teams. Can't forget the special teams. Uh, and help out Brian Brown. Brian Brown did talk to the media special teams today. Like, what did I do? I know, Brian, We're playing well. Well, well, we don't have a special teams coordinator. So oh, maybe that's there's right. that. <laughs> okay. Brian Brown did talk to the media today. And he was asked directly about, you know, Satterfield's coming over. He's going to help you out. Do you see this as criticism? And he said, not at all. <laughs> He came to me sat Sunday after the game. We sat down. We talked. I think it's great that Satterfield's going to help out more on the defensive side. Is there any part of you that believes him there? No. No. Not one, but of I mean, course not. I mean, maybe maybe slightly because he gives them maybe someone new to blame other than, you know, Fred McGriff or, you know, the, the anybody else on the defensive side of the ball. 
I mean, that's that's. Uh, I mean, but outside of that, no. He was asked about the play calling and, and Wes McGriff and, and how involved Wes is in what the defense does, and he says Wes McGriff is heavily involved in play calling. So I don't, I don't know if that's. I mean, <laughs> that's the, if I were him, I'd say the same thing too. Passing the buck slightly though. This is again. This is week one when we had the quote about. You know, I, I wanted uh, Clark at the slot, but right. I was told not to. Or And here's the problem with that, is after every game and before every game, when we have press conference availability, me- media availability, he's the one who comes out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's not Wes McGriff. It wasn't Court Dennison the last two years, who was also technically listed as the co-defensive coordinator. It's him. Yeah. When that happens, you're viewed as the man running the show. I don't yeah. care what the title says. This is your defense. And so you can say... I would have liked to have had Keetrell Clark playing over the top more. Uh, Wes McGriff is heavily involved in play calling. Or I'm happy to have Scott Centerfield helping us out now. At the end of the day, this is your unit. The results, the good, the bad, they both fall on you. And it's been more bad than good for not just this season, but the bulk of your career. He also, and this is what's going to get you really upset. He was asked about specifically the game plan against Boston College. What went wrong? How did BC make a, make a comeback? And he said, if I had it over, if I had it to do over again, I wish I would have doubled Zay Flowers more. <laughs> we had him doubled for most of the game, but when I didn't, he got us. I put Minkins in a bad situation, and I told him that after the game. What did we talk about on Friday? We said, we, we didn't talk about double teaming Zay Flowers. We said, send three men after this one man, wherever he goes in the field. They've got no other playmakers. The running game, which still somehow rushed for 100 and whatever many yards against us, was atrocious. We should be able to get pressure on Djokovic because their offensive line has been terrible. Just don't let Zay Flowers beat you. Instead, we have multiple situations where we're playing him man-on-man with a secondary that has not been very good this year against quality competition. And we've got poor Josh Minkins matched up one-on-one on Zay Flowers, he's not going to win that battle. Now, I guess to, to defend Brian a little bit, in the highlight that I'm being shoved down, to get shoved down my throat on the There were two guys page, on that one. Yeah, they just had me both behind Zay Flowers, but they were they were in the vicinity. Well, Megan's is right there. All he has to do is look and find the ball. Oh, yeah, and the other guy was about a yard behind, it felt like. But and the other play, though, it was one-on-one, and he just got burned. Oh, no. Which is going to happen. Zay Flowers is really good. I mean, even when, even when I mean, the, the, the I would say he was one-on-one the few plays that Gil had that were big plays, but I don't even think he was even one-on-one. I think he was just wide open. I mean, one of them, I don't think anybody was even near him. So I, I just, excuses, 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 Coach Brown. If Brian Brown was as good at making defensive play decisions as he was at making excuses for the failed decisions he makes, we might be a, a bowl team. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I, I feel like every week he goes into a, a game plan and tries to find a way that he can, like, excuse himself for the crappy game plan he makes up. Doesn't bother, like, making a new game plan. Doesn't bother actually trying to put together a game plan. Just just goes, how can I excuse myself on Monday? Now, I will say. For the fact that my defense will poop the bed because I know they're going to poop the bed because I'm awful at, I'm awful at my job. I, I will say, he's the one coach on the staff that has, it, at least at some point this season, come out and definitively said, it's on me. Because he did that after the Syracuse game, where everybody else was saying we got to fix some stuff. He came out and was like, "It's bad. It was awful. It's my fault. I've got to fix it." That's great. Which I appreciated. Yeah, it wasn't like great. that was not excuse making. That was taking the blame. I've He's been, the one guy who's done that. Been more impressed to be said, "It was all me. I quit." Well, yeah, we all would like to see him be like, <laughs> "Hey, it's on me." It's going to be better and have it actually get better because that's what it matters. But I will, I'm not going to say he's been sitting here just making excuses and ducking the blame the entire season when he's the only one who's at some point come out and been like, "Hey, it's my bad. My fault. All me. Blame me." Because I appreciate that. Thank you, Captain Obvious. We already knew it was on you. 
I, I tell you what, don't tell us the obvious. Give us a fix. Well, yeah. We've been waiting for fix it for it. two years and five games. Fix it. Two years and five games. That is what? 27 games? We've been waiting? Three years and five games. Well, I was trying to be nice and give them the first buy on that first two years. It's fourth season. This is, I thought it was the fifth season. Fourth. God, it feels like the ninth. <laughs> it only feels like that. Man. It's like when I'm sitting through like Blair Witch 2. I'm like halfway through it. I'm like, there's still an hour left. You watched Blair Witch 2? Oh, yeah, I went to theaters and saw it. What? Yeah, got some in the movie theater. I was the only one there. Me and my girlfriend at the time. The only reason I even like you didn't have to share that detail. I mean, well, I mean, I have to because otherwise people are gonna be like, "Why the hell did you sit through the whole movie?" Well, I guess there's that. <laughs> even though that part was only like thirty seconds of the movie, but nonetheless. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Worst part was I actually got ill afterwards and was like, got a really bad flu bug like a day later. Okay. I don't know. You know where to Anyways, go with that? No, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, Brian Brown really said nothing of, of, of substance outside. Of that. He hasn't said anything. Mm-hmm. About, he, he is. What can he say though? There's, there's nothing he can say. There's there's nothing that be I said resign. That no, would be wonderful. He's not going to do that. We know that. Let's say, <laughs> for the sake of saying, I can't wait for the, my offensive-minded coach who's kept me afloat financially for the last two years or three years, whatever it's been. It's going to help me out now. Woohoo! He did, he came in with a lot of accolades. People thought Brian Brown was like the next big thing. And it has just it has not panned out. The defensive stats are terrible. Who are they? Like the the people who cover <laughs> college football for a living. Like they were all like he was on all those lists of like assistants that are destined to be head coaches and stuff. Like he was he was the like most highly touted out of our staff besides Dwayne Ledford that when was he came four here. years ago. Four years ago, I mean, not yeah, not anymore. That's why I said he was very highly touted when he got he got here. It has not panned out, and it looks like it's not going to pan out. No, I it just it it shocks me that we have. We can't handle success as a defensive unit, right? Like this year, people thought they were going to be better. That was the talk all offseason. We, we, we kept using the word should. They should do this. They should do that because we weren't going to make any declarations after being burned the last three years. They come out. They lay an absolute egg against the Syracuse team that was supposed to be bad. We know they're better than we thought they were going to be now. but We still, still made them look better than they even oh, are. Oh, for sure. For sure. Week two, turn it around a little bit. Ten consecutive stops to win against UCF. People are like, okay, good. Great defense. Boom. 35 points to Florida State. We can't cover the one I mean, tall guy on the, on the roster. Turn around. Hold awful. USF to three points. And uh, don't let them run for anything. They, we d- destroy all their stats. Nice effort. Boom. Let Boston College, the worst offensive team in the ACC, almost double their, their yardage, drop 34 on us, lose a game by a point. This defense, they can never give us like two consecutive efforts that make us feel good about anything. We can never feel good about them for more than a week, which is why we can't feel good about them again. If they come out and they shut down Virginia this weekend, Nobody cares. It, nothing they can do this weekend against Virginia changes anything about the overall fan base's mindset right now. It's an unwinnable game in yeah. a lot of respects. It, it only means something if you do something at the end of the month. If you like beat Pitt and Wake Forest, then beating Virginia matters. And I don't it, even know if I can get on board after three or four good games again. Now. I just, I'm just, well, I can. I, I, I can. But it's not going to happen. I, I just now no longer think it's possible because I've watched this team for four years. I still want. I don't care if a defense plays well. The last uh, from here to the end of the season, I still want Brian Brown gone. Well, I'm not gonna go that far. I am. If they sh- if they play lights out for the next seven games and we go like five and two, then I'm like, okay, whatever. But that's again, we're talking about things that aren't going to happen. Yeah, really. I mean, there's no point even going down these these roads with hypotheticals because 
every time we lay out a hypothetical, this team craps the bed yeah. and ruins it. I mean, we this season we're talking about like what happens if they go seven and five or eight and four or even nine and three, and they come out and they lose what was at the time their most seemingly winnable game in the ACC by twenty four points, and then you know we beat USF and look okay after losing to Florida State. What if we win these next three? Can it set a, lose to Boston College as a two touchdown favorite? They just they ruin every hypothetical before you could even get to the end of the hypothetical. What was the how did you word it? The crazy prediction we did before the season. Bowl predictions. Bowl predictions, and I said, I, I, one, one of I my, believe you had us going six and zero. One of mine was a bowl prediction. We actually start six and zero, and then now we're looking at two and four, more than likely. So that was wrong. That was yeah. You think that was not a great bold prediction. I don't even remember what my other bold predictions was. I just remember the six and zero one. I can't remember what the other ones I said. I don't even remember what yours were either. After six, after you said we're starting six and zero, I blacked out a little. I bit. pretty much did. <laughs> you and me both actually. I was like, you realize the heat. Like, <laughs> I'm asking for predictions that you actually think are going to happen. You're like, well, we might, and then we 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 didn't, and we made our real predictions, and you did not have us going six and zero in your real predictions. No. Uh, Texture says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says, "Does it worry that?" Yes. <laughs> does it worry you that the D coordinator doesn't know as much about defensive matchups than a partially balding father of two and a guy whose blood type is mellow yellow? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, club of God, I've played enough Madden in my life. I feel like I could do some kind of. I can improve in some way to this defense. You give me the give me the the keys to the car. Oh God! Can I get? Can I make it much any worse? One of my great really could could I get it get any worse? No. One great Mary Rutherford rant that happened over the weekend. And I, I've, I've said this for years. If my wife was on radio, she'd be far more popular than I am. Like she's she'd be radio gold. She went on this huge rant on Saturday after the game about how if you gave her a year to learn football, she would be better. She could be a she could be a college football coach. She could be a great coach. And she's like, all these people making all this money. It's just it's it's so ridiculous. They make the stupid decision. If you gave me a year. To learn like the rules of football, <laughs> I guarantee I could be just as good as these people. And I was like, okay. I mean, for what it's worth, Mary, I don't even think some of our own coaching staffs understand the rules of football, which is evident on how many penalties we constantly get. God. Um, the same text earlier today, we were talking about crazy doctor stories. He said, so I had diverticulitis in my large intestines. Yeah, that's the word you can't eat seeds and stuff. My mom has that. It sucks. He said, it's so heavy it laid on my bladder, and eventually everything in my large intestine was pouring into my bladder and coming out that way. I had colon resection, colon resection, where they cut the bad out and back together they put me. I'm 100% recovered and don't even wish that pain onto Brian Brown or Scott Satterthorpe. Well, that Brown, sucks. Brown's kind of putting that pain on us, but I mean, I, 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 I've never had uh, the, what I can never pronounce it, what, what they had. Diverticulitis? Yeah, I can never pronounce it properly. I always screwed up. I ended up cussing in some way, but. Uh, my, my mom has my, my one of my best friends, my roommate for the longest time. He had it, and I'd watch him. Just, I mean, it'd be bad. Like he'd be, he'd be like almost like in the fetal position in the shower for like oh. a, for hours. I mean, literally, I'm literally hours sitting in there in the shower, just trying to because the water would help somewhat the pain go away. Like I, I kind of knew like when I had my gallbladder, uh, had to have my gallbladder out. I was passing gallbladder stones, and I couldn't go to the doctor, so. Yeah. Like Ugh. the pain I would get, like it'd feel like someone's like wrapping my insides like a wet towel. Yeah, I'd almost have to make myself vomit and pass out just to avoid the pain. <sighs> Sucks. It was awful until they finally took me to the hospital and they took the go bladder out. <laughs> Texas, would that would the Satterfield era have gone much differently if Brown had taken that def- Tennessee defensive coordinator job? Maybe. I mean, 
I, if we have an average defense last year, we go eight and four at the very least. Oh yeah, average defense. Yeah, and let's assume that whoever would have taken over for Brian Brown would have given us an average defense. You would hope to think so. I'd like to think we don't take steps backwards. I, we've done it before. But let's say we go eight and four last year with a win in a bowl game. We have a nine and four season. I think all of a sudden, I'm assuming Kentucky's still one of the losses. Kentucky's still one of the losses. Okay. Yeah, we, I mean, that game wasn't even close. I don't think yeah. a new defensive coordinator. That's not one of the ones that you say. If we just had an average defense, we would have won. Who would have been the three game swing of the Wake Forest and Virginia? I think come to mind. Virginia definitely. Yeah. Wake definitely. Virginia a given. That's a guarantee. NC State and Clemson, we had chances to win, but it wasn't necessarily the defense's fault. Yeah. The defense was, played pretty well in those yeah, games. I agree. So. Yeah, those two. I mean, that would. Well, put, I mean, those two. Well, then in the bowl game would be nine. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're in the right, bowl yeah, games at nine. Yeah. So we go nine and four last year. I think then we're still pissed off about where the team is right now. Probably a little bit. But Satterfield's job is is certainly more secure. Oh, I don't even know if you get the bring the bring Brom home chance like, uh, during the offseason. No, people are happy. People yeah. are. They're not happy. They're content. I mean, there would be there would be some rumbling of it. I mean, I mean maybe, but I don't think I don't I honestly don't even think so. All because he wanted to hang on to Brian Brown. Texas says the Trevor Kelsey project. I wish nobody knew it but him. <laughs> it's 4, 4 a.m. <laughs> Texas says, as a real doctor, can you have TK bash chiropractors again? <laughs> no. talk, talking about med school dropouts? Stop. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could go to a holiday inn for two hours and become. It's like, it's like it's the class you take right after you become a bounty hunter. Like I be, you can become a bounty hunter and a chiropractor in the same day. <laughs> Can't you not? <laughs> Texas says, Mike by Friday. Let's talk about Virginia. So we were watching Peppa Pig, and you'll never guess what she did. <laughs> I'd rather talk about that, really. <laughs> we're kind of over Peppa Pig a little bit. Oh, uh, we're past Peppa Pig now? She's still, like, she's big on the toys, like the Peppa toys and stuff. But she I knew it was coming. I knew She it. doesn't watch the show as much. That's why that's why I was worried about when I got her the Peppa Pig birthday gift because I was No, like, she loves the toys still. Like, okay. She plays the Peppa toys that like, she still has like the house and she has like the little figurines. But I figured there had to be something else. I'm but a, she doesn't watch the show as much. So what what is what's kind of moving into the new new show of, of Virginia's life at three? Though? She's still very much in like all things Minnie Mickey and Minnie like Mickey. Daisy and Donald and the, like the the, the main Disney characters. Yeah. She's still big into that. Um she still likes Which is something I know of, which is kinda cool. Yeah, she's I mean she's still very into that stuff. I think she's gonna be Daisy Duck for Halloween. We can't pin her to, every, every time you ask her what you want her to, what she wants to be for Halloween, she gives you a different answer. The other night she was torn between a skeleton and Daisy Duck. I was like, well, these are two very different costumes. We're gonna have to figure it out. We can't like sort of like I don't know finagle a Daisy Duck costume into a skeleton costume. We're gonna have to buy one of the others. I think we're going with Daisy Duck and just hoping that she's gonna be cool with that. I would have gone as Daffy, but that's just because I don't want to wear pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always baffling me why he wore we wore a towel and he got out of the shower. But he didn't wear pants normally. She's also becoming like is total like my daughter, just becoming more of a smart ass. Like the other night she's she's getting out of the, the shower and she hates having her hair like brushed afterwards and her hair so long it gets really, really tangled. I believe that, yeah. And so like she's like Mary's trying to, to comb her hair and she's like avoiding it, like swinging her head all around. And Mary's like, Virginia, this is not a game. And she goes, It is a game. It's called no. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm like laughing my ass off. Which probably didn't help her becoming a smart I, well, I'm like turning away so she doesn't see me. I'm like Virginia. And I'm like inside. I'm like, oh my god! You know, you're getting to that point where you can't like acknowledge how funny they are because it just incites it. She so Mary you've will got, do. This. You've got to find a way to like not. It's hard to do. Don't get me wrong, because they're so damn cute. It's it's very very hard. Mary will do this thing where she'll like if Virginia's acting bad, she'll call. Like, if we were planning on going somewhere, 
like, like over like my parents' house. She's like, I'm calling Nana, and I'm telling her you're not behaving well, so we're not going to be able to go over there. And I think Virginia's picking up that it's like a fake thing. It's like we never follow through on it. Because the other day she goes to gymnastics on Saturday mornings. And she was just she was being terrible. We actually did not take her to gymnastics because she was being so she was in such a mood. And I think now we realize it's because she had an ear infection this whole time. But so like she was Mary was like, I'm gonna call gymnastics, I'm gonna tell her that we can't come. But she didn't actually call. And like ten minutes later, Virginia kind of calmed down and we're like she's like, I wanna go to gymnastics. We're like, We can't, like it's already it's it's over, the class is done. And she's like, Hello? She like grabs a fake phone, like, Hello, gymnastics? I'm being a good listener. Mommy says we can't come. And I was like, She's She's definitely like, hammering us home. I can't remember the name of it. Of the, it was uh, my my when I was a kid, my my uh, my uncles and aunts and my grandmother and, and my mom uh, would use a uh, a fake name of a woman who would babysit me and just be the most awful woman in the world. Oh no! And there was like a ha- like if you're going to Ornsby, and I don't know where I don't think it's still there, but like if you would come up Ornsby and you go over the tracks, there was like this like shed looking house like over to the side. And that's where she lived. I was told she lived as a kid. And every time I'd be out of line, I'd be like, do you want me to take you? Like, and, and I was always like late in my mom. You know, they would always tell me, like, when you go over there, there's no TV. You're getting tied to a chair. You get hit with a, <laughs> with a, with a stick, you know, different time, different era. And so, like, for the longest time growing up, that was, like, how they would get me to behave. They'd be like, do you want me to take you over to, God, I can't remember her name uh-huh. in my life. It was Miss Something. My grandma made it up. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. You're like, you're scared. Like, yeah. No, don't take me there. And I don't know how old I was. I think it was my Uncle John who was with me at the time. And he he, he did the, uh, do you want me to take you over there? And Bonnie said, I, I asked him, I was like, yeah. you know what? What the hell? Let's give save it a me. shot. Let's do it. And he said, he's just like, the bleep do I do now? I'm like, I was like, take me there. Let's go. Let's roll. And he's just like, I don't know what to do. Like, he's like, I think he told me later on he thought about even going to this house, like knocking on the door. Like, excuse me, I know you don't know us, but uh, can we pretend like you're a mean old woman and, and scare my, my nephew? Or <laughs> My mom used to make us sit on the stairs when we were bad. Like, we could, we had to stop playing, we had to sit on the stairs. And she said it worked for a long time. And then, like, one time when I was probably like six, seven. Like she came out, and I was like, li- I was like reclining yeah, on the you stairs. You grew up in the, the, the prime of the timeout era. Yeah, it wasn't this, yeah. that was that was timeout. But she like, came to check on me, and I was like reclining on the stairs, like hands behind my head. <laughs> and chilling. I and I go, this is the life for me. <laughs> and she was like, that was when I was like, okay, you're gonna start doing chores. And I was like, I I overplayed my hand. I, it cost myself. It was bad. I wish I'd been a few years younger to get the timeout era because I didn't. I didn't grow up in time. I grew up in the threat to go to the woman's house, and if that didn't work, it's spatula to the butt. We had spanks. Oh, I got, I'd get whipped with a spatula. We didn't get whipped. We had pretty There's much no whippings. No, I mean, it was the, well, I wasn't whipping. I guess the wrong word. Whooping would be more of the a whooping. I got whooped. Texas, were the scenarios with Satterfield gone for our stud QB from California and our stud running back Osmos, Osmosis Jones Osmosis, next year? I mean, Osmosis Jones? That's like, by the way, an underrated movie. Wouldn't Chris know. Rock, Bill Murray, never funny, yeah. Next year and any other players coming to us? I, I don't know. That's the million dollar question. Is I quit listening when she said Osmosis. Yeah, Jones. I know you did. Who, who can we hire? <laughs> what scenario would would it happen where we get rid of Satterfield but we keep this recruiting class? And I I don't know. I, I all I all I can pass along is the same thing that I passed along yesterday, which is I have been told that some higher ups within the university outside of the football program feel confident that they can keep this recruiting class mostly together, even without. If, if they can't retain this coaching staff. If that's the case, then, and, and this shouldn't come as a shock because I think there's reason to, if you felt this way, going once the, the class was formed, 
that this class is as a result of Nil and not Satterfield. Well, yeah, I, I think we knew that it was. I, I think it's, it's. Well, I think by the fact that it's, you have, it's you, at least you have guys like both. Pierce saying, like, I don't want to come here if Satterfield's not there. You know, you, you get some of that, which, you know, I'm not a fan of him doing that publicly. But, like, that's great to show loyalty, but maybe in, in the truth, it's all about the dollar and not the coach. I think it's it has to be at least a little bit of, of both. I think in this case, it doesn't take a rocket scientist just to figure out that it's more about the NIL maybe. than it is about the coaching staff, just because we've never had a class like this in our entire life. Yeah. And why at this moment in time would you just suddenly bring – you'd think if you're going to have the greatest recruiting class in history. Coming it'd be, off a non-great right, year. Yeah, it'd be when I mean. Charlie was had it rolling, or it'd be when Petrino came back because he had a little bit of cachet behind his name, or right after Lamar wins the Heisman. And instead, it's right when we're coming off of – a four and seven and six and seven season to a coach, by the way, in three years couldn't recruit crap. Right, and we have not. It's not yeah. like he's been like just on the precipice of if this we could happening. Recruit, we would have replaced Malik probably two years ago. I, I think you look at that information, and you say it's 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 more about the NIL stuff than it is about the coach. Now, would these kids come here if they if it was just a total awful coaching staff that they hated and they said the wrong things? No, you have to at least have some sort of rapport with the coaching staff and like the city and like the fan base and like the facilities and that stuff. But. I, I don't think it's just – you're not a bad fan for saying this would not be happening if an IL were a thing. I think the, the, in short, so you don't have to hit uh, two times speed to listen to that answer, we'll just add 5% uh, increase on the nil offers. I think that – And we'll be good to go. Maybe 10%. I think that may have happened with some people already. But I'm, I'm not – Ruben Owens, come plays. <laughs> come play as a card. We'll buy you another tattoo. We'll up it however much we we'll got buy up another it. tattoo for you as long as it says 502 on it. Texas Brian Brown wondering why Zay Flowers isn't doubled, and he does the the hot dog man from I think you should leave. We're all trying to find the guy who did this. It's it's, it's good. It's I don't applicable. Know that reference. I know it's it's all of the internet, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm on the internet. Are you? I mean, I'm I, yes. You would have seen the hot dog meme at some point then. The only hot dog meme I think of is Jonah Hill and from the movie Accepted. Ask me about my wiener. I've seen that one. That's yeah. a good one. It's a gift. It's the only good part of the whole movie, by the way. Texas, the other morning while taking my almost three-year-old to my in-laws, uh, a car pulled out in front of me, and I yelled, what the F are you doing? Except I said the actual word. I guess I started him with my tone. He looked at me very seriously and said, Dad, no say what the F you doing. He o- he also said the word. He was very disappointed in me. It was so difficult not to laugh. It is hilarious <laughs> like when they yeah. when that stuff happens. Oh, it is. I Don't get me wrong. I've... Listen, I've dealt with little kids. From, it's, it's it's so hard. It is. It's very difficult not to laugh. It is a game. It's called no. I was like, <laughs> like oh no. You wanna you wanna just high five them, but you can't. <laughs> this is what we both get. Two headstrong people. What what do we think was going to happen? Um, before we go to break, I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. We love deflecting attention here because my God, this is the second show in a row we've basically talked three straight hours about the football team. <laughs> Did you see that UK came out with their their full basketball schedule? Which, by I, the way, John Calipari hyped it up so much. He's like, he's like, I don't know what I've done to myself this year. Like, oh, and so people are like, ooh, I think we got Indiana on the schedule. There's gonna be something crazy. It was just all the games that we already knew about. He like, says it every year, by the way. He says it every. And season. also, like the, the tough games on his schedule. Oh, there's there. there it is. The tough ske- games on his schedule, besides Gonzaga, aren't the ones that he's scheduling. They're the ones that are part of like the Champions Classic or the Big Twelve Challenge or the that CBS Sports Classic or the the game with Louisville where you have to play every single year. All the other games were like South Carolina State and a bunch of nobodies. So it's a tough non-conference schedule. But don't act like you're doing it to yourself. You have no say in this. But the the note that made national news. So. UK, terrified to play Gonzaga in the kennel. We know this. Well, they're terrified to play anybody on the road that they don't in have In a true to. home environment. Yeah. 
So they're playing them at the, the Spokane Arena or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the way that they they dealt this thing out. So on their official schedule, it says at Gonzaga on whatever day that is. Oh, on Gonzaga's official Lord. schedule, which also was released this week, it says versus Kentucky neutral site. So Gonzaga is truthful and Kentucky lies. Exactly. So they're, they're just. I mean, that's just at Gonzaga. I mean, that's just throwing more crap on crap. I mean, it's bad enough you you wimped out. You know, I'm playing the kennel. It's we, too small. We're scared. We gotta play in Spokane because it's it's not fair. But you're gonna take the credit of playing on the road and not actually playing on the road. What kind of crap is that? Now the net rankings they do the they, they have this thing you know they take into account a number of the different predictive metrics and most of these metrics will have two different categories for this and they'll quantify this as a. Like a not true road game, but they will get like a like a mostly road game type deal. Like when you play when we played Indiana at Baker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, we got credit for that being not a true road game, but also not a neutral game. So is it just the road game factors in if you're in the same state at least? Yeah, I think if it's like within like no, you know, it's, five it's, miles. It's a home game. It's a road game. It's a neutral game. Black and white, plain as day. We shouldn't have got credit for that being a road game. And they won't get and should not get any credit for this being a road game. Do you think the crowd's going to be 50-50 in Spokane, Washington? No, I think it'll be a majority probably Gonzaga fans. Of course will. There will be a large chunk. There's going to be more Kentucky fans in Spokane than there would be in the kennel, though. Well, yeah. That's why you get credit for it being not a true road game, but it being like a mostly road game. But you can say that. What about Kentucky playing in Atlanta against somebody and it's majority Kentucky fans? Does that mean... The other team gets to be a partial road game, even though it's a neutral site. When do they do that? Anytime they play anyone in Atlanta, or any like the SEC tournament, or what? If, or what if they get? Or who's 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 one of the, um, the 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 conference things they're doing where they play Ohio State, North Carolina, the Champions Classic? Uh-huh. Well, if they go to that, that's in Vegas. Well, I don't know where it is this year, but not sure. I don't either. But it's just for bleeps and giggles to say. Let's say it's in Nashville. Okay, let's say they do it in Nashville, different state. They go to Nashville, and it's like seventy percent Kentucky fans. That there's Ohio State get to claim that as a partial road game because they're playing in an arena. Well, no, again, you, you didn't hear what I said. Like, it's all based on the mileage away from the actual Yeah, but, you, but your argument for it being to be counted is because of the size of the crowd that will overmass the other crowd, right? Well, sure, but I think even when you go to these big arenas, if, if it's mostly Kentucky fans, it's not an intimidating environment for the other team because you can barely hear them. Well, there's some games you can hear those Kentucky fans that are pretty loud. You can hear them, but it's like a like it, those the reasons why those neutral site games suck for the average fan is the environment sucks. These are like two twenty-two k arenas that are filled up with like seven thousand people. But the thing is, is that so my point is, is that I don't care if it's in the same state. That if you're not playing in the school's home arena, that is a neutral game, and you should not get any credit for it. And don't give Kentucky credit for it because that's just just you know what that is that's just giving a treat to some to a kid who didn't do his chores, and you're just you're just enticing him to continue to be lazy, and you're you're, you're forming me. Well. I, once again, you're putting me in a weird position where I have to defend Kentucky. I don't think that they deserve credit for calling it a true road game, but they flying might. all the way across the country to go play in Spokane, Washington, is certainly not a traditional neutral side game. I think we can agree on that. Well, it's, unless they're playing in the kennel, it's a neutral side game. Okay, I guess we can't agree on that. I mean, it's not. It's not. There's nothing neutral about that, but whatever. I mean, again, there's nothing neutral if they play. A lot of times when Kentucky plays other teams in other areas. It's usually ninety percent, sometimes up to ninety percent. But it's not fans. the same thing. Like the, 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 you're not playing like five miles. Like this is going to be like all. Gonzaga the point fans. is, is though that regardless of the location, it's not a neutral game because it's majority Kentucky. So therefore, it takes. But away the two the- teams have to travel like the same amount of distance, pretty much. Like this is Gonzaga has to go five minutes. Kentucky has to fly across the country. 
So whoever's the closest gets the gets the gets the the counted as the partial home game. No, once again, if it's like within <laughs> ten miles of your campus, that's how. Like, I'm not making this rule. This isn't just me saying this. These are what the analytics use. This is what the, the these metrics use. Is how they, how they define a mostly home game. Well, there's where you fail because you know how I feel about the metrics. Well, you don't like basic numbers either. So I don't like the metrics. Metrics are full of bleep. Yeah, uh, they suck. <sighs> I think basic math sucks. Sometimes it does. TJ Walker, by the way, says that. Oh, TJ, uh, I know, is not happy about this. He said that barbecue pizza is amazing. He's just, oh, this is about the, this is about oh, the pizza. Boomba's boom okay. Boss. Never mind. Brisket or chicken. Also, for spicy fans, their boomba sauce is spicy, but not spicy just for spicy sake. Boomba's is great. I mean, I thought about the brisket in the, in the, uh, in getting the brisket in the, because um, uh, calzone I got last night, but I didn't. I just went with your basic stuff. Boomba's is good. But I could tell, again, the pepperonis tasted different, too. So there is some subtle, subtle differences. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, 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 I want to go to it and be like, can I talk to the owner? Like, I want to know. Explain I wanna, this. To I want legitimately. I want. I'm going to the, the, horse, the horse's mouth. I want to know why you're differently named than that boomba's over there. I think our final break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll take some text. We'll wrap up the show. Uh, I don't, there's not like a big game to pick tonight, is there? Is there even? A, is there a game? Tonight? There's nothing going on tonight. We need the baseball playoffs to start so we can have by, some by Tuesday way, night I, stuff. I know I texted just last night. You weren't shocked. It was I. I love how ESPN will interrupt college football games for Mike for Judge at bats, but they'd be damned if they're going to piss off the NFL. Oh yeah, well, you, and you know that has to do with the, the fact that they know the NFL could be like, "Screw you, we're going, we're taking our ball and going somewhere else." Well, and also I think the Yankees game last night was on one of the ESPN networks, so they're not going to split screen if they. Yeah, I thought it was more to do with the fact they know better than to make. Oh, that too, for sure. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to. You can bully college football. You can't bully the NFL when it comes to ratings. Yeah, cutting into Syracuse, Virginia is different than yeah, cutting into yeah. the, the 49ers Even as Rams bad as the game, the game was, too. Do you think Judge gets 62, by the way? I mean, got, I mean, uh, he only has, what, like two more games? I think four. Is it four? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I know it's the last uh, It's the last week of the season. I know that they've got, yeah. That means we're playing Baltimore. they got two week. more games. You're right. This is the last two games. Oh, wow. Rangers, I take it back. Uh, they got today and then tomorrow. Yeah, it, Two more games left. He's got two chances to hit are they, are they in New York? No, they're in Texas. My buddy's oh, going that's right. tomorrow. You told me that in yeah. Dallas. That's right. I don't know. Was Arlington a, a hitter's park? I don't even know. Not so much. Traditionally, I didn't yeah. think so either. I'm going to say. I don't think he's doing it. I don't think he gets it either. I don't think it's happening. It kind of sucks. I mean. Oh, the Rangers have nothing really to play for, so they're not going to like pitch around. Him. Are they going to send in like. They might the, challenge him. They're going to send in the, uh, the, uh, the knuckleballer to, to stop him from doing it. $100 fine if he's throwing my fastball. Is Charlie Huff still alive? What was the name of that? What was the name of the knuckleballer that did it to? Uh, they did it in 61. I don't know. I can't remember his name for Baltimore. Tim Wakefield. They're going, they're going to knuckleball. It's Bush League. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll take some tax. We'll wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I go out walking after midnight out in the starlight. Country 
Alright, welcome back in. Final segment here of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Hopefully your October 4th is going well. You're enjoying the seasonable weather. And you're, forget- good you're forgetting about Louisville football as much as you can. Just, the weather is beautiful outside today. It is. Everything's great. It's a I, great time of the year. To be a great football fan following a great team, we're not. Well, you have the Eagles at least. I do. And yesterday I did it, and today I, I, I kind of I wish I had. I had the I had the window open in here yesterday. It, it, it's great. Like, I wanted that window br- open. I love weather. that breeze. Yeah, I've got the windows open in my uh, in my den. I've got the two windows open in the front and the window on the side open. So the only thing that sucks about this out. time of the year because the weather is great and you want to be outside so much. Like we're taking the kids to the playground. We're I feel like we're always going outside now, and you and I talked about this, the especially in this area, yeah. allergies and everything. Like we took, if you didn't know at the beginning of the show, both my kids have ear infections. We took the doctor today, and our pediatrician was like, "It's off the charts." Like, like every day we're just slammed with kids. He's like, he's like, "You know, the weather's great. You want to be outside, but you go to the pumpkin patch. You do anything around this time of the year, you're gonna come down with something." Like my throat has been just killing me the last week or so. It finally got better today for the first time, and I mean just. I feel like you just have to like live with it. You just have to. Yeah. I mean, I got part about living I in the Ohio Valley. I got my bug a couple weeks ago, so I'm hoping that will be the, the only one I'll get for this season. But I, when the weather shifts dramatically in temperature, I always get sick at least once. It'll do I it mean, again when it goes from cold to warm. Depends how sick though. Like I'll get like congested sometimes, but like, like I and I and I did come in here. I didn't miss any days when I was kind of sick. But you, I mean, you knew. I you could tell. I think. Yeah, I was, you weren't were looking great. I was out of the weather. Like I probably needed to probably stay home one or two of those days and just get some rest. But well, you were going home and sleeping from like nine p.m. Yeah, to, I'm literally to yeah, five p.m. Anyway, yeah, I'd get out of here at six and be asleep by six thirty and sleep till the next day, uh, trying to because that's just well, that's also how I, that's that's what I do. I like to just sweat it out and and just what you, that's what you learn to do when you don't have insurance most of the time in life growing up. Five zero two four one four four two fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll try to get to as many of your texts as we can before the end of the show, uh, but no promise this year because do them on one one and a half speed. Once well, can you read them faster? No, I already talk too fast as it is. Read it faster, Mike. I don't think you can listen to the show on one and a half speed because I talk too fast. Uh, Texas, I have a hot take on the defensive calls. Brown will have a huge success if he does whatever the opposite of the scheme is that week. <laughs> George Costanza. Costanza. Why not? It's good for this tuna. <laughs> Texas, forget Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend is a witch. Maybe. I thought, isn't now, who's he? Who's he, he, he he's not with Danica Patrick anymore, right? No, that's long. That's long gone, right? Who is his girlfriend now? Because it's not. Isn't it the one that like forbids him to see his family? No, that was Olivia Munn. Oh, okay. But that's over now. Okay. His rumored girlfriend is someone who's just whose name is just Blue B L U. Aaron Rodgers gets weirder and weirder. The older he gets, she a rapper? I don't know. they just refer to her as Blue as if I'm supposed to know who this person is. Like like, like the old guy from old school? Blue. That was Blue. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. Who is Blue? Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling you, this man gets weirder the older. B-L-U? That was B-L-U. A, by the way, that's how you spelled the electric cigarettes, Blue. She is known as an, she's an artist and podcast host. Of course she is. Aren't they all? She was the co-founder of Fluorescence, a, quote, modern mystery school for women to reclaim the magical, radically authentic, Wise, wild, and unapologetic you. Okay, yeah, she's a witch. She and Giselle are both witches. That's the only way to explain Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers being this good this late in life. I want to know what explains how, how to bring back the... How do you marry to become a witch? How do you describe that again? What was the description you gave? A modern mystery school for women to reclaim the magical, radically authentic, wise, wild, unapologetic you. I want to do the same thing for me. I want to do that for me. 
Can I, can we need I, to find you a witch. I need, to find, <laughs> I need Mary to become a witch. Clear my long COVID, cure my long COVID, and then make me really good at stuff late in life. I mean, I'd say I don't want to be the witch that's scary, but, you know, I, I'll take what I can get at this point. Yeah, why not? You, you, yeah. Get, you know, Wicked Witch of the West, she's... Her moments. I can already, I can already, t- I can already tell. I'm gonna do screw something up in foreplay, and she's gonna turn me into a toad. You don't need a Glenda. Put <laughs> a wicked witch in there. Hey, well, the wicked witch will do things. Sometimes the good witch won't. Texas says, if you got Jeff Greer on for an update on racing, I'd say you would make a splash. A lot of fans seeking out any kind of reaction slash statement from the franchise. It's at least a break from the miserable U of L football, and it's our only no nationally known top pro sport here. Yeah, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. I don't think anybody from racing is coming on this show to make a statement on everything that's going on. Louis City Racing, Racing Louisville. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, we're. I don't think. Yeah, not so cool stuff. It's yeah. it's going on there. And also, it does. I mentioned yesterday. I was like. You know, who's the good team that we can you know, scandal free, doing well, we can rely on? And I said it was, you know, Loose City. And you kind of forget, Loose City is intertwined with Racing Louisville. James O'Connor is the, I think, general manager for both. And, and he's. Now, now be nice. James O'Connor's a. a I, I love me, James O'Connor. Well, he's in some hot water, too, because the story came out that three of these women came to him with complaints about um, the, the head coach, and he sided with the coach. And so now, like, Racing, even Loose City's fans, they're going to, I think. For their game, the next game, they're going to not hang banners. They're going to not cheer. They're not going to do chants for the first half to kind of voice their you know, support for the women here and, and their disapproval with what's been going on. James, it was James did no wrong. It's, it was translation. It's the Irish accent. He he couldn't understand exactly what they were saying. He would have taken their side. Trust me. He's, he does no wrong. He's good. Yeah, I think he did some wrong here. I like James O'Connor. Texas, imagine having a political ad and mispronouncing Louisville, the city that you're running in. Who did that? <laughs> I don't know. Now I've got to know who did that. Well, I have a feeling it's for Greenberg. I think it's Greenberg. Why his name? That that's the guy who originally popped in my mind, thinking it would be him. Or, I mean, him or the guy from J Town, really. Who said it? And how do they pronounce it? Did they say Louisville? If you say Louisville, I'm not going to hate you for that because technically that should be the you, pronunciation. Unless you, unless you did you, like Al it makes Mike, you sound like not a local. Unless you did Al Michaels when Bridgewater came in the game on Thursday and was like Louisville. That's terrible. You yeah, can't I do mean, that. That's 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 if he did that, that is bad. Yeah, if he yeah. didn't exactly go. Louisville. If he did Louisville, then I'm gonna probably let it slide. If you said Louisville, I'll let it slide. It's kind of annoying to me because that's not the way we that's say exactly. it. Exactly. And but if it's anything besides that, no, you, you, I, can't, I don't know if I can vote for you. Yeah, I don't know tough. who it is. I, can't, I don't know if I can vote for you. I mean, I wasn't gonna vote for him anyway, but still. Yeah, you're not voting. Well, I'm voting for Abramson. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says this is why we need to fire him now. Not ideal and not agreeing with the players acting out, but it's it's a reality, and we have to do what's necessary to move the program forward. Well, that's not. I mean, no, no current players are doing anything like that. This was Javion Hawkins who's left yeah. the team. If you, I think Javion Hawkins also still had some ill feelings, as he should. He kind of got thrown under the bus when he, you know, he didn't play in the bowl game. He left early, and Satterfield kind of called him out. He's like, "We want players to be here." I'm like, "Okay, you know, you don't have to say that." And I think Javion Hawkins was kind of pissed about it. He should be. You no reason. He's fine when he did it. Texas can we hire Giselle to put a spell on U of L sports to win? I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. Can we get Satterfield to be Giselle's rebound? I just want to do to him like the uh, the, the the head shrink in the Simpsons and make him do like Roger Clemens think he's a chicken. Who's a single person in a position of power within UFL athletic department who could be the rebound for Giselle? Get her into our circle and help get all the bad mojo out of this program. Like, are you asking for a, 
a female that Louisville ties? Well, female or male, whoever can land Giselle. We need her. To, we need to be on our team to do whatever voodoo she's been doing for Tom Brady right. for U of L sports. Fine, I'll I'll sleep with Giselle. There it is. I mean, that's kind of what I'm I about. mean, I mean, I okay, fine, I'll do it. Would U of L be willing to accept Giselle's dark slash light magic if it meant also accepting you as like an official U of L representative? All I heard was Giselle like dark man. I mean, I just, <laughs> like, yeah, she's gonna be in the room, right? But they, but would U of L take that if it meant they have to like acknowledge you as like an official representative of the program? Because you're dating Giselle in this hypothetical. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a bleep if they accept me or not. I'm dating Giselle for God's sake. But we, if Giselle's <laughs> gonna help U of L, like, you have to be a part of U of L somehow. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Okay. I just want to get. I just want to make sure she sleeps with me first. Well, I know you. Your your mind is focused on one thing. Um, Texas is hypothetical. If Brock fills in for Malik and lights it up, do you consider still playing him when Malik comes back? Well, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Texas says it only. Gets- I wouldn't even contemplate that. I would. Yes, he's definitely a starter. Someone just sent in a screenshot. I guess they're Facebook friends with you, and it says seven years of friendship with Trevor Kelsey, and they just said it only gets better. I wonder who that is. Sean. Oh, yeah, that's our UK guy. Oh, Kentucky Crows. It's been seven years, really? Seven years. You guys have been BFF. Lord. Texas, the whole quote from Sad about not asking your players to do things that makes them uncomfortable is so frustrating. If the players can't do what you want them to do, then that's on you for not recruiting the right guys. It's a bad quote. Yeah, because here's the question I have. What are you asking them to do that they feel uncomfortable about? Like, it can't be a football thing, right? I mean, I'm, I, what are you thinking? I'm, I'm, I believe that's a quote about football. I mean, what? I hope what, it's a quote about football. I mean, but what is there on the field? I hope he's not asking them to, like, ask out girls or something I mean, on that's center. what I get from that. I believe, I, I think it's more like. Like he's asking them to, like, paint his house or something. No, I think it's more like asking, you know, receivers to be more pass blockers than, than ball catchers or something. I think I feel like that. Well, how can a player say no to that? Well, that's what he's saying. That's why the quote is, is troubling. That's why if, people if, are having an issue if with If you're it. asking a player to, uh, a rece- in, in this case, and we're not particularly don't you know take it wrong this is an example if he's going up to receiver a and saying you need to block more and that receiver says i what was the quote i'm not comfortable with it or something what was the exact quote that was given i don't have it in front of me yeah, it's, it's, something he, like he has, that they have to stop asking guys to do things that make yeah them if that was the case then i'd be like dude just get off, I, off the team right that's now what they, that's what I, would, I would boot him off the team before he even finished saying or you his don't last play name. texas tk has to actually go outside to get stung by a bee not necessarily. <laughs> there have been many a moment sitting in the car, especially before the show, and kind of freaked out because a bee's coming towards me. And I had close calls. I mean, and, and in fairness, I mean, listen, I've got you know trash in my car, so the bee like probably smells it from a mile away. They've got really good sense of smell, I think. <laughs> Texas, what do you think? <laughs> Don't bees have sense of smell? Yeah, they're good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I think find uh, out. How do you think the bee's always going to coming around you when you're drinking soda outside? Got to suck that stamen. Yeah. I uh, Texas, where do you place the line if Virginia versus Virginia if Malik is unavailable? I say Virginia uh, like minus two. I would say Virginia minus six, but you know, it's just me. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a little more down the dumps than most. But I, I was that's not my line. That's what I think the line will be. Yeah. If I'm setting it, it's like Virginia minus ten. Yeah. Fundraiser idea: have a live poll where people can pick Madden-style football plays during the fourth quarter. It would lead to better decisions than what's happening now. I'm fine with that. I'm good. That's how you fundraise for the buyout. <laughs> you get to coach this team in the fourth quarter moving forward. Great. Our, our, our real life football programs become the movie Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Texas, wait, Mike, you drank in high school. Does that you mean Catholic school kids drink? Not the sales we didn't. I mean, I figured if you went through Catholic school, you had to drink. Then he says right? only kidding. Yeah, it's part of your like indoctrinated. Yeah, it's like, that's like one of the things about the Catholic religion I embraced. I when Greer moved here. I was like, did he's like did every kid in Louisville just like do stuff that they were? Like, did they act like they were twenty one when they were thirteen? I was like, pretty much. I went to more bars between probably sixteen and twenty one than I did after twenty one. <laughs> By the time I turned twenty one, I was actually tired of going to the bar. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not lying either. You're not. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to call it any establishments here, but no, I won't do that. Text says pee pee poo poo is no laughing bladder. <laughs> pee poo poo. Is that a? T- I don't even know if that's real. I, I, I some texture. I'm not saying I don't want to call you a liar, but I, that's, that's just I, I find it hard to believe. Plumley bro uh, texted in, Plumley bro one, and says TJ missing. Oh, I think this is a KRC text. TJ KRC missing text. work today. Is TJ slowly but surely turning into Trevor? No, and I'm glad he brought it up. TJ missed work today for probably a good reason. What's that? I'd like to wish a happy first birthday to uh, Miss Lucy Walker. Hey, happy first birthday, Lucy. It is her birthday today. Uh, So if he was out today, which I didn't know he was because I wasn't awake, but uh, if he was, then he had every good reason to be probably coming off uh, the trip from uh, the Grove and now celebrating his his only child's first birthday, well deserved. I forgot that Lucy and, and John are so close because John's first birthday is this end of this month, the twenty seventh. I got to remember so I gotta get him something. Oh, you don't need to get you don't need to get him anything. You, uh, I always got to get him something. He's one. He, he doesn't know what to do. He's fine. <laughs> He'll be okay. He's not gonna hold it against you. Forty two, and I don't know what to do with stuff like that. <laughs> He's not gonna hold it against you. Uh, Texas TK, what questions does Josh need to ask in the interviews to find a championship caliber football coach? Do you like Brian Brown as a coach? If they say yes, end it right there. That's the first question I would ask. Texas says, TJ, quote, I got, or TK, I got trash in my car. LOL, LOL, LOL. You do have <laughs> trash in your car. Oh, it's gotten bad, too. Texas, are we about to find out that Malik is our Drew Bledsoe? Well, I think we would have <laughs> we would have won on Saturday if that were the case. I thought that when Hoyer went out for the, the uh, Patriots and, they, and Brady uh, Zappi went in, I'm like, here comes another Tom Brady story. And not exactly. He went 10 of, like, 15 for 90 yards, and they lost, but still. Texas, I bet Katina Powell could pull Giselle onto campus. I'm pretty sure she's still in jail. <laughs> Texas, Ag- Agatha Hardness for D.C. Agatha Hardness? Where did I know that name? I don't know. I feel like you just got got on something. Harkness? Agatha Harkness? Isn't that an author? Agatha Christie? Oh, yes. <laughs> I always know where your mind is. Agatha Harkness is it? She's a witch, I guess. Okay. Marvel reference, you and I. That's outside of our. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if wrong show one, for that reference. Is she the one that's in that TV show they did with the uh, the robotic looking guy and uh, Scarlet? And there's Scarlet Witch. I know that. There you go. Yeah. Texas says Trevor is referring to Kentucky played Georgia Tech at the Atlanta Hawks Arena. I remember that game because Matt Jones told a story about how he was going to be interviewed during the game, but Jimmy Dykes texted him not to come on because Kentucky was losing by twenty. Well, that's late. That was a couple years ago. I remember that. I don't remember. That. Did I reference that? Texas, Mary becoming a witch equals Mike getting his hair back. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if she could make it happen, I definitely would go for that. I'd get. I'd go for the long COVID cure first. Then I'd I mean, usually go for when, hair you, after that. the problem is usually when you have to make a spell like that, you have to take a single hair to start with. And I don't know if you've got that. Oh, I've got some. You got the back's still going strong. Okay. Yeah, we're good there. Just got rocking the. Uh, the power alleys have turned into the classic horseshoe pattern. Now, what do I do with the beard? Because remember, originally I was supposed to not shave because we were like clearly we were going to lose, we were going to win or lose. You can do whatever you want. Now I can do whatever. N- nothing that any of us is doing is so or working for this football I- I'm game. thinking about just letting it grow so I can do the Santa thing in a few months. Yeah, I got to get nice because it's all it's pure gray. 
Texas Mike endorsement in the mayoral race. Jerry Abramson. Endorsement in the what? In the mayoral race. <laughs> He's got my endorsement. I'm voting for him. Jerry Abramson is the official pick of the Mike Rutherford show. Oh yeah. That's where we are. We pick we don't ever pick another mayor. That dude could he could pass on and I'd still vote for him. What if we had, you know, like Jones on He is alive, on, right? On K- yeah, he's still alive. Okay. So on sure. Jones on KSR would do like he does like he does like the gubernatorial debates and stuff. He'd get like all the candidates and they'd go full political. What if you and I had Deriff and Greenberg and it was like the only debate we could have done this show? <laughs> we should make a mockery out of the political stuff. It'd be terrible. <laughs> Just ask straight sports questions. Where's Greenberg from? I mean, they're both from Louisville. Yeah, but the one's like mayor of Jeffersonville or J Town. He is. Which is why he's not getting my vote. I think Greenberg is more of an East End guy. He's Okay. I mean, a lot of people think that he's a lot like Fisher, which I think is a fair. But isn't Fisher also rerunning? No, Fisher's not. So why is he, why is he done, though? Term limits. He what? Term limits. He can't run again right now. How long has he been governor? Well, mayor was what we're talking about. How long has he been mayor? I want to say it's been like eight years. He's been mayor for a long time. There's a limit? Yeah. That's why Jerry Abramson took that like four years off and then came back and ran again and won again. Well, then why the hell do we still got McConnell out there? Because he keeps winning. But there's no limit on that. No. You can be senator forever. I, can... lo- I love the differences in the political. Like, well, we have limits here, but not here. We'll do yeah. It here, but I... it makes absolutely no sense. That's the way it works. No, I'm pretty hey, sure if you wanted to run again use anyway. the word works. I think you're well, <laughs> no disagreement here. You're being a little fast and loose in the term of that word. but Yeah, he's been mayor since, um, since 2010. Did he take over for Abramson? No. Who was the, the mayor before him? Maybe well, I think it may have been Abramson. I mean, you know what my guess is. Because Dave Armstrong was was sandwiched in between. Anyways, who cares? Um, yeah, we're voting for Abramson anyway. <laughs> that's the official stance of the show. Yeah. That's where we are. I voted for everything. I'm writing his name in on every political thing except for uh, Mayor Briarwood. I'm, that's getting me. Jeff and Greenberg listening right now just fuming. Like, take this seriously. Jerry no. Abramson's our pick. I'm not taking it seriously. I tell you, you wanted me to take it seriously? Take the tolls off the bridges. Then you'll get my vote. Can they do that? I don't know, but if you can, I <laughs> promise you, whoever does that will get my full. I would even, I would even volunteer to put up flyers for you <laughs> if you took that off. Uh, the only thing that would get my vote more than that would be bringing uh, legalized gambling and weed over here. Yeah, I don't know if they can handle that either. I think that's more of a state thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Abramson uh, was the mayor leading into Fisher. Wow, you know how often I've won when I pick my mayor vote? I win almost all the time. Well, there's, it's there's, always there's, there's an easy way to win. I know. It's like, it's, Everyone have a fantastic Tuesday night. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Another three to six show. Enjoy your uh, Tuesday evening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Wednesday show. Three Happy o'clock. birthday, Lucy. Right here. Happy birthday, Lucy. You look at me cause the country's all I am. I love running barefooted through the old cornfields and I love that country hat. Plans because a barnyard shovel fit your hands.